Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, this is Peggy Amanisi, broadcasting from Westchester County, New York. My show is called Signs Our Loved Ones Send Us. I co-host the show with my uh, niece, Melissa M. Um, she's going to be a little delayed tonight, but we do have on some guests. Um, first off, we have Kevin uh, Schopel, the author of the Bible, The Truth About Psychics and People with Spiritual Gifts, who's been on before. He's kind of like our um, spiritual guidance of uh, the Bible and, and telling us uh, how these gifts are from God. So I welcome Kevin back to the show. And tonight I have a girl by the name of Angie on. She's an upcoming intuitive. I met her the show. And she'll be on tonight with her gift. And um, I'm kind of opening the uh, board up tonight to uh, others that may have the gift and they want to read other people um, to see what you can do. So, um that's what we're about. We're here for grieving parents and to help people through the hardest of times, uh, you know, no matter how, who you've lost and, and what have you, but mostly for grieving parents because I happen to be one of two myself, uh, children that I lost to cystic fibrosis. And a couple messages tonight. Um, we, are, we have a site called GoFundMe, uh, Brett Needs a Liver. It's a boy who needs a liver transplant with cystic fibrosis. My son also needed the liver and lungs, but never was able to get them. So I'm running a fundraiser um, 
going through a couple restaurants, uh, people that I know that were hopefully going to be doing some fundraisers there to raise the funds to, uh, to help Brent. And also, I'd like prayers for another little girl who was just sent home on hospice. Um, uh, she's very ill right now, and uh, my prayers go out to um, Kenna, Kenna Taylor. And uh, I wish her the best, and God, God grant her a miracle. Well, I'm going to uh, bring Kevin on now, and we're going to talk a little bit, and uh, we'll go from there, okay? Hold on, please. Hi, Kevin. Hi. Hello, Peggy. How are you? Welcome to the show again. How are you doing? Well, thank you. I enjoy being back with you always. Thank you. I appreciate you coming on to help us out. I really do. Um, so oh. what's going on with you lately? <laughs> well, I tell you, I, I feel like the, the Lord's been bringing me on to more shows lately, including your own, and to, you know, again, explain to each each person that the, these gifts, uh, psychic and mediumship gifts, are from the Lord. But, of course, that's just a small piece of it. Um, as you read the book that I have, that altogether I've counted 31 spiritual gifts that are in the Bible, plus there are more because Jesus said, whoever believes in me would do what I've been doing. So there's, you know, several more out there, you know, according to whatever he did. Right, right. Well, I have to, I, you know, I push your book on every show because I believe in it. And very outspoken person, if I don't believe in something, I don't say anything. So I recommend your book highly. Uh, if you want to tell the listeners the name of the book again. Well, certainly. It's The Bible, The Truth About Psychics and Spiritual Gifts. It's available on Amazon.com. My name is Kevin Schopel, S-C-H-O-E-P-P-E-L. But you can also find the book by putting in the search words Bible and Psychics, and usually it will come up in the first ten hits or so. It's available as a Kindle as well as a paperback book. I do have a sample of it online for people to read, uh, which is at my website, BiblePsychics.com, and there's a tab called Read an Excerpt. You get the entire first chapter, plus my mm-hmm. introduction, and a foreword by Melanie Runyon, who passed away earlier this year. Right, right. And you also have uh, another site, too, the, uh, uh, actually of the name of the book, right, that people could join if they like and do discuss the book and their gifts? You want to give them that name? Yes. Yeah, that's actually a Facebook group, um, and it's the same name as the book, The Bible, The Truth About Psychics and Spiritual Gifts. You come there and put in a request to join the group, and, and then I, I grant it after maybe taking a look at your profile and see what you're about, because, you know, I welcome anybody who wants to be a friend of us, who has some stories to share, questions to ask. Um, I will guarantee you won't be put down there. The people I know that have been there, including Peggy, do not put people down. Um, you know, anybody who would do such a thing, I wouldn't allow there in the group. So you, you can feel comfortable sharing and asking questions about gifts in that group. Okay, and excuse the background noise, as usual, my son's on the game playing with his friends. I tell him to do low-key, but they get carried away, so and live and let live. <laughs> so I'm just a normal girl with, with other kids, too, that like to play games, so, you know, that's what life's about. We're all here to try to be happy and make it through and be there for each other. So, um, Kevin, actually, I'm going to bring on our first call. They've been waiting before the show starts to see what they have to say. And maybe you can answer some questions for them, okay? I also, I'd uh, be happy. 
All right. I want to let everybody know, um, like I said, I've lost many, including two of my children, cystic fibrosis. And I've written a bestseller on Amazon. You can go to Amazon, too, and find that. <clears throat> Excuse me, hard copy, soft copy, and Kindle called Rainbows, Butterflies, and One Last Hug. And it's my life story, outlining my life story, uh, leading into the signs, some of my family history, which may bore you, but the local people that know me, they like to know that stuff. So once you get past that, it's good. <laughs> and some of my poetry that the Lord has given me to write, so to help others. So, Kevin, I'm going to bring on our first caller. Uh, it's area code 313. And let me say hello first and tell me just your first name and where you're from, okay? Hold on, please. Hi. Oh, hi, caller. What's your name? Sherelle. Caller from Detroit, Michigan. Hi, Sherelle. We've talked to you before. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thank you. Good. And I'm so sorry about your loss and what you are currently going through. I really apologize. And my prayers goes to you and your family and your host or your guest that's on the show with you also. Well, actually, my my big thing lately, you know, I do, mine are gone, and thank you for the prayers, and I know they're mm-hmm. around me because of the signs, but I'm also, mm-hmm. you know, working with other families that have, um, have sick children, like, uh, especially with what my children had, cystic fibrosis, so what I've been posting mm-hmm. on my page, if you're on my page, it's about the mm-hmm. fun doing for Brent, and this little girl, Kenna, that's just been sent home on hospice, she's 17, I think, so my prayers go out uh, to these families, and I'm I'm just trying to be support for everybody. Me too. But I've walked I've walked their path, so I understand them. So Sherelle, how can we help you? Would you like to ask Kevin some questions tonight? Um, I don't know if he's a medium or. Well, we're really I don't know his expertise. Some of that later on the show, but tonight um we're kind of asking people that that have the gift themselves to come on. Oh sure, you have, yeah, yeah. I'm, you, have, you have the gift yes, yourself. Yes, I believe I'm a um, medical intuitive, an intuitive, okay. and an empath, and I'm half of clairvoyance myself. Okay. Um, and and I see stuff when I'm outside. I guess they are um, theories or orbs or energies, as people say, mm-hmm. when they be floating in the um, air. So sometimes okay. I can look at a person and I talk to a person, and I could just automatically know a problem without them even completing a sentence. And I'm a, I heal people. I'm okay. sorry. I was going to ask, have you read other people? or? No, I have oh. not. I don't I don't think I have that, that gift. I don't think my gift is strong. But I believe that um, I, do have, I do have one, but I don't mm-hmm. know how to develop it because my mom, she connects with my grandmother. She um, has premonitions, visions. She sees auras and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Are you uncomfortable with that? Has your mother ever been uncomfortable? Because that's that's why Kevin comes on the show. He is an ordained Baptist deacon, uh, taught Bible mm-hmm. study. Uh, he also taught Sunday school, and he's married to a woman with a gift. Dated a, a woman years before, which brought him even through being a Christian, as many of us born in the church were afraid of this. My father working for the church, so. Kevin's here to answer those questions, and like I said, yeah, well, I the guests too. Okay. Um, well, my Dr. mom, um, I don't, I don't think she believes in it. Everything she says, she she call it common sense. She don't believe it's a gift. She's like it's just common sense. That's how she think of it. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin, when I talk please. with other people about it, they be like, "Oh, why do you believe in that stuff? And you know, um, why do you use clairvoyance and all that words? That's not in the Bible and God's." And don't believe in psychics because they say in the Bible, God says not to believe in psychics. And okay, when people connect, 
Cheryl, I'm going to stop you right now. This is where Kevin comes in. Kevin, talk to Cheryl for me, please. Okay. Yeah, now I, well, hello, uh, Sherelle is your name? Yes. Okay, now you're saying that somebody told you that the Bible does not believe in psychics? Is that what I heard correctly? No, they said the Bible, um, that God says not to believe in psychics, and um, also that um, if you, like when people are a medium, and they said that it could, it sounds like your loved ones or whoever voice, but actually it's the demon or devil translating it like that, I guess, if you understand what I'm saying. Okay. First of all, I will tell you, Sherelle, there is actually no verse in the entire Old and New Testament of the Bible that mm-hmm. condemns psychic gifts. In fact, right. it's quite the opposite. Basically, um, if you go to 1 Corinthians 12.8, one of the gifts of the Spirit listed is the gift of knowledge. Now, it does not limit it to what kind of knowledge. It doesn't say, well, it's biblical knowledge, religious knowledge. It just says knowledge. And when it's something that's obtained by the Spirit of the Lord, it's going to be supernaturally obtained knowledge. And really, that's what psychic ability is, whether it comes through telepathy, clairvoyance, clairaudience, uh, precognition, or anything. It's a gathering of knowledge through other than your five senses. And, mm-hmm. and so when the Spirit gives the gift of knowledge, um, that is psychic ability. It can, it can be sensory obtained. It could be um, extrasensory obtained, which is psychic. Um, but I also want to address what you said about mediumship. Okay, mm-hmm. um, there are five verses of the Bible, uh, Leviticus 19.31, Leviticus 20, verse 6, Leviticus 20.27, um, Deuteronomy 18:10 through 11, and Isaiah 8:19, which all of them use the word medium. They all seem to put down mediums. But you know what I've discovered in my research mm-hmm. is that the word medium that's used in there is a misuse of the word. If you go back to a King James Version Bible, mm-hmm. uh, which you can find usually in any bookstore, it's usually the Gideon Bibles in the hotels or the King James. But the term there that's used is a person with a familiar spirit. What that is, um, in going back to the oldest dictionary available, closest to the time of the King James Version, uh, it referred to a spirit that attends at a call, where you call upon spirits. And now, you know what? I try, I try, you know, to connect with uh, their side <coughs> and uh, meditate, but. I don't receive here or feel messages. Now, this is what, um, can I intervene, Kevin? One thing yeah, that I want to explain to you, because I am intuitive also, and which Kevin mm-hmm. explained to me, I, we don't go searching for them. That's not how God's gift works. You don't sit there with the crystal ball like Whoopi and, and Ghost and summon them. That's not the gift. The gift is when it comes to you. That's the gift from the Lord, right, Kevin? That's and, I don't realize, That's and I don't realize when it comes to me also, too. I don't realize there'd be so much stuff going on in the physical world. I don't see how people could just peep out those signs that's just right in front of them. You know, some, sometimes it comes to a TV, um, a picture, or conversations, a radio, license plate. You know, I'm familiar with the signs of feather, coins, and all that. I know what the signs are, but I just still don't see. I don't know. So I'll let you continue. Okay. No, what I was saying, you don't summon it. You have it come to you, and if it comes to you and it's meant to come to you, then you're going to know it. So that's the gift from God. The gift from God is not looking for it. It finds you because that's a gift. 
You don't you don't go ask somebody for the gift. You receive the gift, right, Kevin? Right. Yeah. You're not going to go after and call upon spirits. That is the part that's forbidden by the Lord in each of those verses I mentioned. But as Peggy told you, her being a medium, Melissa being a medium, my former, uh, my I should say former friends, uh, my my late friend Melanie Runyon, who was a medium. None of them have called upon spirits. Basically, the spirits came to them, and if a spirit doesn't come, it doesn't come. But they don't go seeking after calling upon a spirit. But yet, unfortunately, sure. um, Okay. Now, what does when they mean when people say, "Well, call upon your guys and just ask them to send you a message"? What does that mean then when people say, "Well, just ask your guys to send you a message"? That's not bringing a loved one through. That's your angels. Uh, we're, okay. all, we're all born with guardian angels, and that's our okay. guide. We each have one, two, three. Uh, mine is Jewel. I found out a few shows ago. Someone told me finally what her name is. I don't I don't read myself, but uh, we usually have more than one. I mean, we pray to our, our angels that God surrounds us with. That's different than, than something like calling out to a loved one for someone. Uh, like if somebody comes on and asks me for a reading, reading and I can't give them one, that means the spirit doesn't have a message for them. They're not ready for it. There's nothing to say at this point. They have to work through whatever they have to work through in this plan of life that God has given us. Okay, that's the difference there. Okay? Okay. It's quite a difference because, again, you know, the part that Peggy is mentioning is is an involuntary action. You can't stop it, turn it on, turn it off, choose to do it. It comes to you. Um, the same thing with yeah, psychic impressions. About, yeah, that's what they say about empaths. Like you have to learn how to turn it on and turn it off so you won't be attached to other people's um, emotions and stuff. Oh, well, I no. wish I could say that that's true, but my wife is empathic, and and there's times she wishes she didn't have the gift. In fact, this is very true of many people that I've seen that are psychically gifted or gifted with mediumship is they wish at one point in their past, usually in their teenage years, that they wish they were just more, quote, normal, more like anyone else. But it's not something that can be turned on and off. It's an automatic part of you. And I know that my wife can look at people and feel what's going on in their body. She can look in the eyes of a dog and know what is bothering it and what to treat it with. You know, this is one of her many gifts. So would you when you say that your wife knows that is is that a term or uh, is that a term of a medical intuitive when she the automatically knows? Right, you know, yeah, I heard you describe at the beginning of the call, Sherelle, that you are medical intuitive to where you perhaps can look at somebody and it may be something that you pick up on in their movements, their skin, or just psychically know that there's something wrong with a certain part of their body and and as you, you know, get a chance to find out, you know, it either confirms or doesn't confirm um, what you have had a knowing of. Okay. Okay. But you, but that's the difference between what the Bible has said that God forbids and what is not forbidden. The thing I, I do say in the first chapter of my book, I said a sin is something you commit. It is not something you are. Right. So yeah, as you, you continue, have, yep, yep. so as you continue to talk to me, do you do you feel me having a gift? Do you see me having a gift? Or he doesn't. Um, Kevin doesn't have the gift to do that. Kevin is just he's married to a uh, woman that that uh, does this, but Kevin doesn't have that gift. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah he's just okay. here to kind of give advice from the Bible. Advice. And let us know. And we need and to know. Right now, in the Bible, where you can go back and read it yourself, so it's not like something, another book we're just making up here. You can go back to any right. King James Version. You know, uh, I think Kevin said mostly the New Testament that talks about it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, that's only for you to decide. As long as, you're, like I said, you're not sitting there. And I kind of goof about the, the Whoopi Goldberg thing with the, you know, the, the rag on the head and the do-rag and the principal. <laughs> that's not what we do on this show. There are people that work in the darkness. I, my, yeah, they I, do. Yeah. I, well, you know, I'm they have hoodoo, voodoo, witchcraft, no, white I, magic, I don't black do magic. That for curses, yeah. None of that garbage. I don't read tarot cards. I don't use crystals. Some people on my show have come on. They, you know, uh, someone referred to me as new age. I am not new age. I am whatever you want to call new age. I am not a new age person. <laughs> I am a Christian woman with a gift that the Lord gave me to help other people right. believe in heaven and him and Jesus Christ and to bring them closer to him and to give um, um, a comfort during their grieving process for the belief. So what that is your all... expertise? I'm sorry? I said, so what is your expertise? I've got a little bit my of everything. Oh, mine? No, okay. um, yours. Mine? Yes. Oh, I do a little bit of everything. <laughs> I, okay. uh, I'm intuitive. I, mm-hmm. I've been able to read minds. <laughs> I oh. predicted some things in the future. I do a little bit of it all. I have, I have gifts uh, in many, some, and like Kevin said, some that I really don't want. Uh, and Kevin kind of set me straight on that one, that, you know, it's up the Lord. <laughs> But it's like, you know, it, I can't let it consume the person. I still have to live a life, and I have other family, and and right. I'm I'm working now with other mediums who are teaching me how to, like, kind of shut it off and, at, the, at the appropriate times, when it's appropriate, when it's not appropriate. Because I could sit here all day and do it, and I'll tell you what it does. It does that, it zaps my own physical energy. I happen to have multiple It drains you. Well, I'm yeah. drained any. I've got a mess. But it drains that me is. even more. So, um, you know, there's there's ways of doing it and ways of not doing it, but I just learned to channel it or however you want to, whatever you want to call it, for the, the show now or once in a while, um, you know, I'll read somebody who just lost a child who are in dire straits or lost a loved one, but I'm, I'm not doing it on a full tank as people. I've got thousands of people on my Facebook pages, and they would have me going tw- 25 out of the 24 hours. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> And I have to say no. Yeah, they do. I, I say free readings on the show. Anything after that, we'll talk about it, you know. I've never charged okay. yet, but I'm going to, um, because now I'm going to be taking seminars. I have one coming up with James Van Prague. I have something him up this weekend. I'm hoping I'll be able to make it with uh, Dwayne Dwyer and, and Dory Virtue. Uh, mm-hmm. um, Anita, I, I heard the door. I heard the door ring, Virtue. I heard I heard before. Yeah, I actually yeah. um, went on YouTube to um, do her guided meditations also. And oh, okay. I heard she has some cards out too, some of the tarot cards. Well, I don't do tarot. I don't touch Yeah. Them. I don't believe in <laughs> I do angel card readings, but even that, I started, they were my tool, but then I realized I really didn't need them. They were kind of like my crutch in the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're bad, but I do not do tarot cards. And I've had people on the show that do, but I just don't do them. I don't. I just don't. Yeah, some people comfort. say, well, you get if you get Sarah Cross, just don't just don't read it, just throw it away. Cause, yeah, I don't yeah. do weak boards or any of that stuff. That's not what I do. Ooh, Other people ooh, may. Ooh. I don't. No, I don't do none of that stuff. Now, to me, that's not a delight. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Some people say vision boards are okay. 
Now, now anything that, see, there you go again, what Kevin and I were just saying. This, you're summing what the Bible says is wrong. You either got them coming to you. You don't summon them by Ouija boards and whatever. You bring in darkness that way, right, Kevin? Well, it's about vision boards, not Ouija boards. A vision Kevin, board or a division board? Kevin, what do you feel about that? Yeah, Mr. Yeah, what, do say, what do you say vision board? Uh, is that uh, another name for a Ouija board or what? Oh, no, 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 no. Um, like a vision board is per se is like when you write down everything that you want. And oh, the law of attraction. The law of attraction. Yes, basically you, you look at it every day to wait for it to come to you. It's like, you know, sending your stuff out to the universe but putting it on the board so you can just look at it, walk past, and it come to you. you, know, you it's know like what, manifesting honey? a little bit. Jarrell, Jarrell, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be mm-hmm. rude. But, um, you can do that by just praying to God, and he will grant you whatever he sees fit. That's what I think. You don't have to put it on a piece mm-hmm. of paper. And I, I'm not going to be lie. I I got into that a few years ago, not knowing what I was doing, and things did manifest uh, in a positive way. So I'm not Ooh. saying I, I agree or I don't agree with it. But I think prayer mm-hmm. alone, God grants you whatever He feels. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, nothing you know? like stronger than prayer. You you start writing. Well, about that's that. it. I, I think that's just as easy. You don't have to write it on a piece of paper. God knows every thought. Okay. Right. What about you, Mr. Yeah. Kevin? Did you want to get your more input? Or how did you well, come yeah, there, up with There's two scriptures pertaining to spiritual gifts and wanting that I can refer you to. First of all, 1 Corinthians 14, 1 says, Make love your aim and earnestly desire the greater gifts. That tells you two things. One, it's okay to pray and ask for a spiritual gift that you do not have. Um, and in fact, it tells you to do that, you know, to desire the greater gifts. But at the same time, 1 Corinthians 12:11 says that all gifts are from the Spirit, and He gives as He wishes. In other words, we don't have any control over the Spirit's decision to give you the spiritual gift, but it's perfectly okay to pray and ask for another spiritual gift that you do not have. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of like what I'm saying that. You know, if God, through prayer, gives you that gift and you ask for it and he grants you that gift, it's meant to be. But you don't sit there, you know, doing Ouija boards and stuff like that and begging for it um, because I personally, that's my personal opinion. You just don't ask for it. You know, you can pray for it, but don't just ask for it by doing some of these things that we know dark energy has come through. And there is yeah, do. If we believe in our Lord Jesus Christ, we know there's another force in this world. And that's what mm-hmm. the battle is about. So we have to kind of stick together as Christians. And, 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 um, and I have Jewish friends, too, that believe what I believe. You know, I'm not putting anybody down for what, what they are. My, my father's father was Jewish, so, but I grew up in the Episcopal Church. So I've got a little bit of everything in me. So I don't put anybody down for oh. what they are. But as far as I'm concerned, there's one God. I call him God. A lot of people call him nowadays spirit, where this or that. He's the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. the Trinity. I have no problem calling him by the name God. You know, I don't call him Jehovah. I don't call him, call him whatever you want, but I call him God. I have no problem with it. You know, so, but you know what? We have free will. You can just educate yourself yes, by the man. book, the Bible, and um, you go from there. And whatever gifts he grants you, he grants you. Okay? So I have some other Okay, thank you now. both. Thank you both. I really appreciate it. That was very helpful. And if I miss anything, I sure will. We'll go back on the archives and re-listen. But, Kevin, that was very helpful of you. I really appreciate you both taking your time out to explain everything to me. And y'all thank go ahead you. You're welcome, caller. And thank you again. Y'all have a good that's, day. Go ahead and get to your next caller. You too. I'll Bye-bye. put you on hold. Listen to the show. Okay. Okay. Right. Bye-bye. 
All right, Kevin, that was interesting. We have some other yes. callers on. Uh, let's, we have a, um, whoops, we have a caller that's been waiting here. Let's take uh, area code 740. First name and where you're from, please. Hello? Hello? Yes, what is your first name and where are you from? Michael. Michael, where are you from, Michael? What part of the country or world? Toronto, Ohio. Okay, how can we help you, Michael? Uh, I lost my mother and father both last year, and um, I uh, lost her of cancer, and I lost my dad a month later. He grieved to death. And um, Michael, are you the new author that just contacted me? Hello? You Yes, Michael, did you just write a book? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Okay, Michael. Michael and I met through... Um, an ex-girlfriend of my eldest son who's in Carolina who works down south, and I don't know how you guys got talking, but to me, because you're an author, I'm an author. Right, Michael? <laughs> Kelly? Yes, yes, I am. Yes, so tell us, tell us your story, Michael. I didn't mean to interrupt, so go ahead. I, I, I thought it was you. How I met her? Or <laughs> well, how did weird it all come so. This is how the Lord works. You know, the Lord brings us to places yes. and people. I mean, Kelly works in what, Maryland or Virginia? In a hotel? Yeah, she works in Virginia Beach, and we went down for, uh, my sister took us down on vacation. I met her, and, and that's how I got to uh, to know you online, so. Yeah, and, well, how, did uh, you get, how did you get discussing, how did Kelly bring you to me? I'm kind of interested. You've never, well, I've just met you, we just friended yeah. on Facebook, so how did, uh, she just told you about my experience, or my book, or what was it? She was telling, I was telling her what happened to me, uh, and I was, I don't even know how we even started talking. Really, it's um, I was mentioned that uh, that uh, I needed. She gets these things that gives you a percentage off. You know what I mean? That's what I, I was asking what? her for. And, uh, it gives you like ten percent off your meals or twenty percent off the meals right. or you know what I mean down there. And uh, right. I, she had your books, and I seen her book, and you know, was, I asked her if she was the author. She said, "No, you were." Right. Goes, well, I just wrote a book too, and um, and it's about angels. And she goes, "Well, um, well, you need to get a hold of this woman. Uh, she knows all about angels too." <laughs> uh-huh. I says, "Okay." I yeah, says, she well, lived with us uh, for a while back in the late nineties. She was yeah, uh, it's with been a while back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I had to take children in, and uh, she was one of them going through problems at home, and. She was dating my son, and I took her under the wing. I did that to about 15 other kids and uh, helped them out. And she's made a good life for herself, thank goodness. So she went in the right direction. And this is how kind of my show works, besides the synchronicities that you could, here you are, don't know me from Adam, you don't know her, she's down there, blah, 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 blah. Kind of like the domino effect and how God works. So is there anything specifically you'd like to ask us or Kevin, my... Um, my uh, spiritual guidance, I call him. He's a, uh, I'm sure I've said it, you heard the show, ordained deacon in the Baptist Church. What would you well, like to know? Um, when, uh, three years ago, I got crushed by 16 tons, okay? Mm, my Lord. And uh, I was laying in a hospital, and the same day, another guy, well, no one helped me out from earning this big lift, okay? I worked on the lift. And that's what fell on me. A mm-hmm. bright light came, and I crawled out. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was laying in the hospital, and it keeps going through my mind every day a lot. This lady's husband tipped over a lawnmower 
and it killed him. Mm-hmm. And she heard that that an inloader fell on me, and I lived. And she mm-hmm. wanted to know how I lived and he didn't. And it, you know, it sticks with me every that's day. That's part of the plan, Michael. It's all part of the know. plan. Do you feel guilty so, about that when she said that to you, Michael? I mean, I felt guilty. I don't know what to say to a woman that's crying to me because he was right across the bed from me dying. And she's looking at me that I, why should I be alive and he ain't? Well, no. you know what? Grief, grief takes many faces, okay, many forms. I know I've lost many besides my children, parents, siblings, uh, nephew, many. And um, grief takes, takes on many faces, and, and it, it, it's like seasons, you know. And in the beginning of it, especially if someone's losing someone and they never know they're going to lose them, there's anger involved. That's part of the uh, season of grief. So you have to kind of like give that to God and say they don't know what they say. Kevin, what do you feel about that? Well, I admit that I am still new to the subject of dealing with grieving people such as you down right now, Peggy. But I know the scripture that kind of came into my mind, you know, is Ecclesiastes 3.1. You know, to everything there's a purpose in a time for every season under heaven. And the first thing it says is a time to be born and a time to die. Basically, you know, that each one has its own time. It was not your time. Um, It may have been the other woman's son's time. I I hope I'm talking about this right, that the other woman had a son that died. Uh, I think her husband husband or something. Okay. And the, yeah, you know, the, the, the birds sang that song too, if you remember. I think it was the birds. Correct. It was "Turn, Turn, Turn" by the birds in the in the '60s. It was adapted by Pete Seeger from the Book of Ecclesiastes. You're right. Right, right. But uh, yeah, it's that, that that's that is out, directly out of Scripture. You know, to everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. Yeah. And that's sometimes what I've had to say. You know, I, I had to deal with the fact that my friend Melanie Runyon passed away earlier this year. It was kind of like it left me in a, in, a, in a little bit of a void. We were just getting my book promoted. She was one of my biggest promoters. She was a friend. She was an encourager. And it was just like everything fell out from under me at that point. And it was just shortly after I met Peggy who really kind of bolstered me up. She had a very similar background to Melanie's, and I guess I guess she helped me as much as I helped her. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But, but what I told her was, ask God, and she acted like she was yeah. angry with me, you know. I, well, like I said, that's part of the grief process. There are, I mean, even though I'm intuitive, each time I lost a child, especially my last one three years ago, you should have. You wouldn't have wanted to know me on Facebook. I look like the furthest thing from a Christian. I swore. I <laughs> yelled. I. People were like, "What's the matter with you?" Like, well, shut up. You know, I was violent. I mean, but not physically violent. I was verbally violent. I was angry. That is something that just happens as a human being. But you know, God forgives sin. You know, uh, that's why Jesus Christ died for us. And we are sinners. I don't care if we're. You know, we are all um, baptized, uh, something's confirmed. We are all sinners here on earth, you know, and God does forgive it. And I ask God, forgive me for the things I said, even though I wasn't, it wasn't me. It was like another, another, something took over me. It was, but it was the, the despair of grief. So, you know what, you, Michael, my advice to you, just put it on the shelf. Don't let that, um, 
make you live with guilt. Why am I here and that guy wasn't? Because it's God that we have. And I say that all the time. Why am I here and my two kids are going at 28 and 22? I get angry still at that. I miss the human side. I connect to them, you know, spiritually. I know they're fine. But I have, I'm a human being, too. So I have that human flesh, the emotions, okay? So you just have to kind of give that to God because he's the one that makes the decision when it's our time and when it isn't. So I hope that helps you. Yes, yeah, I just, you know, you always talk about the things that goes on in our lives. Everybody likes that little right. notion, you know, and... and um, so, well, let me ask you real quick, do you other callers, Michael? Yes. But um, tell, us the name of your, tell us the name of your book. It, it just came out from what I understood, right, in yeah. July? It's, it's called Angels of the Second Earth Age. Okay, can you give a little uh, bit of a uh, uh, brief uh, summary of what it was about? Well... The, the, most of it is, is in the book, um, uh, these people at this day find the book of the past. And they go back in the past, and these, um, this man called Solomon, he knows how to take angels out of mankind because he was, had the gift of God. But he mm-hmm. went bad, and he went to a king, and um, he started taking the angels out, and they started fighting in the middle of the ring. And it's called the Ring of Blood. Mm-hmm. And during the story, they have to fight to find out these words so they they can survive. So it's kind of like uh, the Lord, our 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 purpose on earth, or God's uh, giving the the devil reign here. Kind of like uh, kind of like that in a way, huh? Yes, it's it's um it's the kind of way that it's. And the angels have to have, if if the angel dies, you die with him. If mm-hmm. you die, the angel dies. So it, it's surviving of us today to day because our angels always here to, are on this earth to protect us. Amen. And if, and if our angels die with us, they die with us. They're, and that's why my, basically my book runs from this day in the past, always meet some way in my book. It shows you a piece of today is in the past. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to, I'm going to let Kevin comment on this, but I want to ask you one question about this. What made you write the book? Um, when I was laying underneath of it, underneath the inloader that after the tire collapsed, mm-hmm. I um, angels lifted it off of me. Oh, I believe that. I believe that. And I asked people around me. Yeah. I asked God. Because I never thought I'd ever be walking again. Because I could barely walk, I could barely move. It blew my guts out of me. It uh, sent my crushed my back, heart back into my chest, and and um, I I wasn't supposed to die. Well, you have purpose, just like Kevin has his purpose. I have mine. Uh, Melanie had hers. We all have purpose. Um, yes, some of us do. write about it. Some of us just help other people. We we act at act it out in different ways. Um, one last thing I want to ask you, and I'm going to let Kevin uh, talk a little bit to you, or uh, whatever, however long he wants. But um, you were dyslexic to, at one point, weren't you? From what I read, I was. I've been. They didn't learn it till I was in. Well, they knew it in first grade, that I write right. backwards. And my teacher, right. the best thing she told me, says, um, uh, "If you were Chinese, you'd be perfect." You mm-hmm. know. But they well, never ever done nothing. Oh, the book. See how the Lord works? You are yes, an advocate now, not only about how an angel lifted you from 
uh, an incident that could have killed you and saved you, but you're also now, I feel, an advocate for people with dyslexia. So you have a couple purposes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I never thought of that either. You know what? That's, that's, you're, I never even thought of that, and that's the truth of it is. Yep. That's true. Huh? Wow. So I hope that you feel. Kevin, what do you feel about that? Okay, you mean about a dual purpose between helping people with dyslexia and being an author? I mean about um, or what happened to him, about writing his book, his calling. Yeah, his calling in general. Okay, you're talking about how the, how the angel lifted the car off of him and, and such you're talking about, Peggy? And that led him spiritually to write a book to help others to make them understand the battle that we, we face in this world. Well, I can only say that from my own book, you know, it was it was I had I had it told to me four years ago by my friend Melanie, who was a medium, that I would write a book. Mm-hmm. But at the same time we had no idea what the book was about, how it was gonna get off. We tried a few false starts and nothing happened. But the mm-hmm. Lord kept that going and eventually I was asked to write some articles for what was gonna be an online magazine for mediums. Um, the magazine fell apart after three articles, but I had six other articles in reserve, and the idea came to, you know, put these together in a, in a book, so I, I dumped some of the chapters that were irrelevant, added more, and the Lord kept, I'd say, taking me through it, because I look back at the stuff after I wrote it, and I say, did I really write that? But yeah, I, I knew I was the only person at my computer, I was the only person here, and he brought people like into... The show you were on, Brenda, it's like Urkel. Did I do that? It's funny she said that because I do that all the time. Did I do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I got the general feeling that just the same as, as Peter said in First Peter one twenty one, and when he was saying that, you know, nothing um, was done of the you know prophets' own interpretation, but that men were you know guided to write by the Spirit, you know, and that this is. You know the way that you know that that human authors were supernaturally guided to write the Bible, and I got a taste of it. I'm not comparing my book to the Bible by any shot, but but I got a taste of, of what those writers must have felt like in doing my book, and I'm sure you you yourself did too, Michael. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And Kevin, you 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 read my book. I don't know if Michael has, but when you did your um your review of my book, you were kind of the first review that really got it. Because I, did, I wrote that book, it was my life, but God God wrote that book. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Well, that's true. One of the things I noticed in there is, rather than say chronological order, it was in an order of understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, you know, she goes back at one point to seven years earlier in a discussion with her father before, she, before he passed away. I believe this had to do with rainbows, right, Peggy? No, it was actually the butterflies. The rainbows. The butterflies, okay. Yeah, I went back with my sister with the rainbows, but the butterfly in my book was with my dad. And I, it was like somebody else, like I was speaking in tongues because it came out of my mouth. And then he had this look of comfort, a man that worked for the Episcopal Church for 50 years. And it's like, what do you think it's going to be like? Because we used to call him Shaky Juice. He's out of work, work, work. And here he's retired and dying now. And he goes, what am I going to do? I can't sit around and play harps. And that's where I say that on my show. We don't sit in the clouds and play harps. We we do we are the same as we are as we were. We are the same as the Lord sent us here, the same as here, but dif- different but the same personality goes with us there. That's what my intuitiveness tells me. 
Our personality is the same. God has a sense of humor. He is not up there, like, striking everybody with a ruler, like they say in Catholic school. Yes, he, there's judgment, of course. But, you know, we shouldn't fear him because he's about love. He's all about love. You know? I agree with that. Uh, one, of, one of the things, too, that you, you read in Second Corinthians 5, 9, you know, it says, we seek to please Christ whether in the body or away from it. And the reason I think for that double prepositional phrase is the fact that, you know, Paul wanted to illustrate that when we are no longer in our bodies, he still has tasks for us to accomplish, a purpose for what we're doing when we are no longer in a physical body any longer. Yeah, it's like coming coming from, you know, grade school to college to pre-med. When we go to the other side, we can continue working. We don't just sit around and play harps like I was led to believe as a child. I know that when my brother, who was the head of IBM in the area, passed in a couple sessions, he never wanted to come through because he's busy, busy, busy. He's Mr. IBM still over there. You know, not saying he does IBM work there, but he's still working. And that's when I brought the butterfly to my dad up. Um, about, you know, what do you think it's like? And I explained to him his body being the caterpillar and then turning our soul as a butterfly and it flourishes with beauty. And that's what we do in heaven. We continue how what we do here, but with all the beauty of heaven and God and love and complete love with no pain, no sorrow, no tears. So that was my message. And Kevin, I want to thank you for the review because you really were the first one that got it. Well, thank you, Peggy. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been a little while since I read the book. (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. No problem. It can be confusing. I tell everybody, you know, it takes two hours to read. It took me seven seven years to write, believe it or not. And, uh, Uh yeah, it, it, you know, Rome is not created in a day. You know, not that it's even close, but it got the message out. And I hope other people receive and go to Amazon and see the reviews and see the briefing. Uh, and understand what I'm trying to write. It's not just venting. A lot of people say, oh, well, that's good you vented. Yeah, that was part of it, how it started. But that when I woke up in the middle of the night and my hand was writing and I was half asleep, that was God, not me. He was telling me what to put down and the way I put it down. So, Michael, and I feel, you know, intuitively and for what you've told me, Michael, I feel you, you're doing the same. You're getting a message out not only about the angels, but to people with dyslexia. And I, I, I commend you for that. I, I never thought, as you just said that, I never thought in the world that, but it, you're right, it will help them because, honest, yep. I have never read a book. I've never mm-hmm. read a book yet. And right. now I can. Now yep. I can, honest. I, so I'm going to read books, um, but I'm trying to get my second one out right now. So it's been really, really long for me. I've, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on my fifth book, so... And that's really tough. <laughs> I want to tell you something. I have three more coming out, Michael. And everybody's waiting yes. for I have people all over the world waiting for my second book. And is it done? It was supposed to be done two years ago. It's not done. Oh. Sorry. It's not done. It's done when God tells me it's done. Because he keeps giving me more and more knowledge. And it has to go not in my third and fourth book. It has to go in the second book, which my first one leads to. So it's all in his timing, just like life. Like like Kevin was saying, there's a season for everything. Okay? And, Michael, I'll okay. talk to you privately soon, because I'd like to talk more about the book, maybe get you on one night, and we'll discuss it in, in, in its fullness. Okay? Okay. Michael, Thanks thank you so much. much for calling. God bless now. Yeah, God bless you all. Okay, good luck. Right. Good luck.
Okay, Kev? Yes. That was interesting. Yes, and, and you know, discussing you know the idea of how you know how you're guided to to write a book. I, you know, it, like I say, mine took some strange turns in in how it all came about. Right. And right now, of course, I'm uh, currently started working on a book about Melanie's life. It's showing that a medium can serve the Lord with all of her heart. And that mm-hmm. Melanie accomplished it. You are accomplishing it already right now yourself, as you know. But it's yes, something yes. so I can say, you know, that the two are not mutually exclusive. You don't say medium or Christian. You say, you know, you know, mediums who are Christians, mediums who no, serve. I, I, I am a Christian serving the Lord as a medium. And, right. and help others. And that's the way he, like I, and I think it was one of my first shows, the first time you and I talked one-on-one. You said, Peg, you have that, that one in order. You know, I serve the Lord first. You know, I come to to God through His loving Son Jesus Christ, and that's how I do it. You know, and, and in a layman's term, that's how I roll. As I tell people, that's how we do it, and that's how we're supposed to. You know, He He died on the cross for us, and He took away the sin. You know, He died for us, and we go to God through Him because that's the only way we can. You know, but Kevin, and I've got yes. some. We got the board lit up here. Melissa, like I said, is going to be a little late because she's working another job. She's got a whole bunch of things doing, but she should be on shortly. I'm going to take this next call. We have a Skype call, and then we have another one that's been holding. Okay, hold on, please. Okay. Hello, Skype call. Did you want to speak to us? Hello. Yes. Did you want to talk to us, or did you want to listen to the show? I was just enjoying listening to the show. Thank you so much. Okay, sweetheart. Well, if you have any questions, you can, or you want me to put you back on hold just to listen on? Please. Okay, sure. Thank you. God bless. Hold on. Thank you. All right. Uh, we have another caller here, 814, area code. Hello, good evening. What's your name? First name only, and what part of the country or world are you from? Um, hi, it's Angie. I'm oh, this is Angie. I got stuck in traffic, and I couldn't Kevin, this is Angie. This is Angie. This is our new and upcoming new intuitive. Um, Hi, Angie. I heard you last week on Peggy's show, actually, through the archives. I'm glad to get a chance to say hello to you. Hi, Kevin. How are you? Well, doing very well. I think I've stayed fairly busy the last couple of weeks. Uh, You know, it seems like the Lord's been taking me through more talk shows and more people to talk to recently. I, I, I'm always excited when the Lord is building us up to something, and, and I see that that's what's happening with you, too, when I was listening to last week's show and you being on and discussing your gifts with Peggy. Mm-hmm. And Andy, I, with that, I, Andy, I would like you, if you could, and I'll let you talk, course, and uh, tell, uh, I found it very, out of all of my intuitives that have come on, or mediums, or people with gifts. I found your story one of the be the most interesting stories. Can you share that story? How this all came about with you, please. Okay, so I I have grown up in the church all my life. I completely believe in God. I seriously every Sunday I would be at church, Sunday school, everything. Um, and I've always been interested in mediums, psychics all this stuff all my life. Um, My uncle, who then passed away in May of 2012, started coming into my dream after a really bad breakup. Um, 
in January, he started coming into my dreams and in February. And he kept trying to tell me that it was right in front of my face and I just need to pick it up and run with it and I would be amazing. And I couldn't figure out what he was talking about. But then after one dream I had, I had this really huge urge to call a medium and try to get in contact with my uncle because I wanted to know what he was trying to get me to know and to do and to see what was going on. Um, so I finally call a medium and I'm then told that I'm a medium myself and that my uncle is trying to get me to open up because he has messages for his family and he knows that I could do it and I could give them the messages and things. And so I start on this journey of opening up and seeing what I like to do. And, but the whole entire time, I'm scared to tell my aunt because my aunt's the one that I went to church with every week. And she always told me that this kind of stuff was the devil's work and to stay away from it. And God would, God would not like me anymore if I was to get involved in it and, you know, all this stuff. And so I was scared to tell her, but my uncle just kept pestering me and pestering me to give her messages. And so about a month ago, I just gave her a message that he kept coming to me and telling me about. And now she's slowly turning around and understanding that it's not like the devil's work and it is okay because now her mom has come through and told me things that I didn't know to tell her and her husband comes through all the time for me which is my uncle and it's just she's slowly opening up to it and it makes me feel good that she doesn't disown me and she doesn't think that that I'm evil or anything like that. Angie, met with my recommendation to you last week. I I highly suggest even if you do the Kindle version get Kevin's Mm -hmm. book because I think you're, you're, I, I look she it. will be very yeah. comfortable with that. You know, because yeah. Kevin, like I said, explains things. Kevin, I'm going to let you talk to her. Well, certainly. Okay, Angie, first of all, if you were to go to First Peter chapter 3.18 in your Bible, it says there that Jesus was put to death in the body, but was made alive by the Spirit, through whom he went and preached to the spirits in prison. Okay. If you were to then flip back to John fourteen twelve in your Bible, Jesus says, I tell you truly, he who believes in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I go to the Father. Now you take if you take those two ideas together, it's saying Jesus communicated with spirits. And they that believe in him would do what he has been doing, meaning it's a validation of a spiritual gift when you are doing something that Jesus himself did. It may not be specifically listed that way in in the Bible, but when you combine the two, it, it per- perfectly validates it. Now, again, too, if you look at 1 John 4, 1 to 3, when, it, when he says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they be of God, you, you, and you ask yourself, why did the Apostle John wrote, write this in his letter if people in the early church were not communicating with spirits? You know, he's giving them a warning. Test your spirits that you're communicating with. In Revelation chapter 2, in tra- Revelation chapter 3, 
Jesus is dictating letters to the seven churches of Asia to the Apostle John, and with six of those letters, the exception being to the church of Pergamum, he says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Now, it's not saying, you know, let him hear what somebody spiritually gifted is saying or what the minister is saying. He's saying that there is going to be a person whom he's calling the ear in the body of Christ that hears spirits. That is a validation of saying amongst the gifts that we all have in the body of Christ, mediumship needs to be there as the ear in the body. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, that making that sense, sense, Angie? It makes sense to me. It, it does. Well, you know, Angie, and, also, the show is archived, so you can go back on the computer to Facebook or however, however and play this for your aunt also to hear what Kevin's saying, plus if you want to get his book so she can read it. Yeah. This made comfort. Yeah, the archive is important right there because the part I just said from Revelation is not in the book, while the other parts are in the book. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, she's. It's really nice that she's starting to come around because now she asks questions if my uncle's around, or he would always show me a picture that he wanted to put out on her dresser and where he wanted it and a frame where he wanted it. And she Facebook messaged me a couple of days ago and said that she got that picture out finally. And so she's slowly opening up to it, which makes me happy. <laughs> Why I'm very glad for it because we're accountable for our gifts, Angie. And if we don't put a gift of mediumship to use in a way that glorifies the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, we're going to have to answer for why we didn't. And I put a chapter yeah. in my book, the sixth chapter, in which my late friend Melanie used that gift to bring me some comfort after 20 years with my dad. You'll read about it in there. But to me, I, I put it in there because it was the finest example I could think of of a medium building up a person in the church for his glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it it really shocked me that when her mom came through, I think that's when she really started to believe because her mom also went to church with us every Sunday. And and so when her mom came through to me and she was telling me things that I wouldn't have known um, to validate for my aunt, like I I could just like feel my aunt like sigh and be like, oh, wow, like, this could be true, you know, and... It's a, it's it a comfort, honey, good. when we come out. I'm going to tell you something. I've had the gift since I was a little girl, and I was frustrated by it my whole life because I had no one to talk to about it. I developed it. Actually, you know, I talk about in my book when I was nine after coming out of a coma. I had it long before that. That really came out then. I mean, to its full potential, but I didn't know what to think, you know, because I had been in a coma. But I can remember things and encounters with angels two, three years old. And they I used to think it was dreams, it was this, it was that, it was crazy little Peggy. And then now I look back and I I suppress this gift my whole life, which made me something that I wasn't. It's just since I've opened up since January, I mean totally some friends know I had it. Um that I have found peace with my life after everything that's happened in my life even because I'm finally, Lord is letting me or I'm with my free will allowing uh, him to give me the messages that I was always meant to give. 
So thank goodness you're you're young enough that you won't have to go through I, I like I went through fifty some years of kind of like hell on earth because I didn't know what was going on. I had no idea. I had no idea. Did did everybody feel this way or why am I like this or am I weird or am I schizophrenic or am I this or am I that? Not that I heard voices or anything. I I knew I wasn't crazy. But other people made me feel that way or made me feel uncomfortable. And, you know, yeah, people used to yeah. laugh when I go out because I I'd go out and I went through a, a phase where I was drinking quite heavily. And I would always sit in the corner and they would say, oh, there she comes, the girl looks sits in the corner because I was always getting messages. And I was trying to drink them away. That's not the way yeah, to do it. Yeah. There's people, a lot of people get messages and, and use substance abuse or alcohol or or whatever, you know, that act out. Uh, I have come to terms, which has given me peace. I don't have to sit in a bar room and drink like I did years ago or whatever to suppress it. And I'm very even open about that in my book, you know, but it's, I had to go through the battles here on earth to bring me to who I am and to bring me, me closer to the Lord and what he wanted for me to give to others. So I'm, I'm glad that you have found us on the show. You have found me and Kevin and to, and, and, and are able, and you're, I think you're going to do big things. What do you feel about that, Kev? Well, I, I feel that she's just beginning. The main thing is to be in complete obedience to the Lord. The scripture, Proverbs 35 and 6, which I'm sure she's familiar with, is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. And what I found is that over the last 25 years or so, Angie, is that every time I acknowledge the Lord, somebody might say, Kevin, you taught a great lesson or you had a great message up there. And I say, no, that was the, that was the Holy Spirit's guidance. The Lord wanted me to say it, and I was obedient. He takes me another step further and takes me another step further. And mm-hmm. I would never have imagined, let's say, in 1992 or so, that I would have written a book, been on 11 talk show appearances to talk about what the Lord is doing and what he can do for others. Uh, but that's, you know, only part of the journey. I still have more journey ahead of me until the Lord calls me home too, Angie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I just lost train of thought. Okay. <laughs> I think someone's trying to talk to me. That's part of, that's um, part of the ADD, uh, the, the attention deficit disorder with this, because I have found <laughs> that our brains race a little more than um, the average person because we are getting thoughts from the other side. Um, so, you know, I'm not trying to make excuses for that, but, yeah, we do. We, we're constantly, the brain's going, you know. A lot of the Golly, most, most intelligent people, Einstein, <laughs> they, they were ADHD. But you know what, Angie, I'm going to put you to a little test because there's someone on the line that I'm waiting to pick up that has lost someone that I know of. And I want to see if you've got messages for her. Could you try to do this? I mean, if I'll, the Lord I'll gives it to Okay, I'll hold try. on, Kevin. If I get Angie. anything, I'll let her know. <laughs> okay, well, I was waiting for you to come on and pick her up. She's been holding for a while. Okay. Hello, Trish. I knew it was you, but I was waiting for Angie to call in. Hi, Peggy. How are you tonight there? Oh, good. How are you, darling? Listen, I don't uh-huh. want you to give any anything. Let Angie try to pick up on what's going on. Angie is an up-and-coming uh, new medium. The Lord has blessed her with this gift. And I want to see if maybe she can um, help you with something. Angie, you know what? You just, honey, relax. Remember, we're sitting here. I'm not going to say in our underwear because we're not. <laughs> but we're sitting in our <laughs> living room having a cup of coffee, which I don't drink. But 
uh, I'm doing chocolate milk because that's close, closest to it, okay? Just relax, breathe, you know, relax. And this is Trish. Trish, this is Angie. And Kevin, this is Trish, okay? Hi, Hello. Angie and Kevin. How are you? Hi, Trish. Good. How are you today? I'm okay. How have you been? You sound, and I'm picking up that you are very, very, very sad. Um, and I don't, I'm not trying to be rude when I say that, but you just feel very sad and lonely. And um, I feel like you might have lost someone quite young. Um, I'm not really getting. Okay, Chris, what I want you to do is just give her yes or no. Don't give her info, Okay. Right. Don't tell her who yeah. it is. Until, okay, because this is the way I'm trying to help Angie develop. Okay, yeah, just say yes to what. Yes, Angie, everything so far you said is exact. Um. Okay, let me see if I can get that person to come closer. I'm not sure if... I feel like it's a, it's a, it's a son. Um, uh, what did you say? I feel like it's, it's a son or like... Yeah. It's a male yes. energy I'm getting, yes. correct? Yes, it's, it's my son. son. It's your son. I know the story, so I can't do it now. <laughs> okay. You're hitting is everything like, up like a bullseye. Is he a teenager, like 15, 16, somewhere in that range? Because he feels yeah. very young. But Yeah, he was young, but not that young. Should I give the age, Peggy? Not yet. Just say yes or no. Okay. Okay, yeah, no, he was old. This is how we do it. Sorry. His, I mean, his energy is very, very young. Like that's like I'm getting. He was very young, young at heart. He was young at heart. That yeah. would be his energy. He was like a big kid. Yeah. Well, he was still, he still, still was a kid, but. Okay. Yeah, his energy is very young, and he's he feels like he's all over the place. Like he wants to be where you are, but he wants to check in with other people. Um, I don't know if maybe his father or, like, he's mostly with you, but he's also visiting other people, if you know what I mean. Like, he's he's always watching over you, but he's also, like, with others because others are feeling the same pain you are or near the same pain you are, you know what I mean? And so he's very worried about everyone. He but yes, feel, everyone misses him terribly. His dad, his sister, his yeah, yeah. And I feel like he's just standing beside you, hugging you, like behind you, giving you a hug, being like, "Mom, I'm still here." But you just you yeah, know. that would be him. He was my big um, bear hugger. He had the best <laughs> hug. Yeah, he, like I just feel him standing behind you, giving you a great big hug and kissing you on the cheek and being like, "Mom, I'm still here." But, yeah. You know, that would be down, you know that, but you still, I mean, of course it still hurts. I completely understand. Right. Um, but, yeah, he, his energy is very young, and he's, he's just, he's loving you. Like, I just feel so much love for you, and he wants you to know that even though it hurts so bad that you're strong enough and you're going to get through it and you're going to be okay, but right now, like, you just, you just need that big bear hug from him, and he's giving it to you. I don't know if you ever feel that, but he's... Oh, yeah. I feel like he and, hugs you constantly. Angie, okay. I want to ask you a question. Do you have a feeling, and Chris, let's not, because like I said, I'm trying to help her develop more. 
um, and I'm not putting her to a test. I, this is part of the development because I went through this. This is your initiation, Ange. And if you're wrong, <laughs> because none of us are always 100% on. Are you getting maybe an initial to his name? And I swear, as the Lord is my judge, and I don't swear to the Lord, but as my judge, I swear she knows nothing about you, nothing. So are no, you getting I have, I have an initial? I just what? got the name Paul, or Paul, Paul. It's a P. I don't know who Paul is, but I got that name as soon as you asked me that. I don't know why, but as soon as you said, are you getting a name, I got the name Paul or Polly or... Does Paul, Paul represent anything to you, Chris? It's not his name, um, but... It, did he have right. a friend name? Yeah, no, not that I'm aware of. I don't know who Paul is, then, or why it came to me. <laughs> Okay. I don't know. I'm not aware, but um, no, okay. Let there. me see if remember I what get... I tell you, Trish. Write it down, please. Write it down. Yeah. I mean, nothing now. That's how it works. Spirit works. Andrew, Andy, and Andrew. Yeah, like, Andrew. Yeah. They're throwing names at me now. <laughs> Andrew, for sure. That's not his name, but that's somebody around him. Right. Okay. So he had, he had um, a problem. Yeah. Just relax and breathe. Throwing, I know. He's just throwing names at me. I don't... Spit them out. <laughs> Spit them out. I got the name Clayton. Like, Clayton. I don't know who Clayton is or why I got that name. Clayton. After Andrew. Yeah, Clayton. Okay, you're going to laugh when I tell you this one. I just got the name Mark also. My Mark? son again? They're just throwing names son. at me. My I know. Son. There's... That's, you know, Mark is always with her son, right, Trish? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's they, they like coming together. They like horsing around. Okay. What does what Mark want to know now? Yeah, that's Mark would be something, definitely. Yeah, what is, uh, is Mark coming through? Does he have a message for me? I, I just got his name. I think it's just to prove that he's there. He's not, like, they're not no, really giving me anything. They're playing with me and throwing me names. Right, that's, that that's it. Mark that's and the same personality. He was hanging around with a guy, Mark, um, Peggy. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, maybe it's not my Mark then. No, they're just throwing names at me. Wow. Now, let me ask you a question. This is something, and Trish, don't say a word yet, please. Uh, one more test here, okay, and I'm not putting you on the spot. Do you okay. feel, uh, do you have any feeling how he passed, if it was, what was the reason? Um, my chest really hurts. Like, it's kind of hard to breathe. Um, I feel that could have been part of it, but I don't feel like that was the whole reason. It's like, it hurts to breathe really deep. Like, my lungs hurt. Like, it's. That could be my mark because he had lung disease. It's not the same. It's not the same feeling I had with Melissa, because someone's sitting on my chest. Mm-hmm. But it's like there's just pain when I breathe. You know. That would be my son, Mark. Um, with Brian's death, uh, uh, Trish, because you never gave me all the details. Did did anything happen with his chest at that point? Do you know? Um, I don't know. You don't want me to say, you said, correct? No, no, no. I want to see what she picks up, because yeah, like no. I said, I pretty yeah, much know no. the story, but not all the details. Right, right, no. 
no, nothing with the child. That could be, you know, sometimes spirit comes through if she's feeling Mark. And are you feeling Mark from the other side or a Mark here that was friends with her son? I've not, uh, like I said, they whoever was here with me, mm-hmm. after they threw those names at me, they left. <laughs> like, they were like... Oh, they did, <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, the they like through names at me and yeah, then left. Yeah, that my son had lung yeah. disease, so that could have been him yeah. just relating, saying, no, no, Trish, it's not marking hands with it, it's eggs, Mark. So that might have been his message. I don't know. I don't know. And Are you picking anything to, else up? Okay. I'm going to try to connect again. Just give me a few seconds. You guys can okay. talk. Kevin, how do you feel about this, bringing her out like this? Okay, the most I can actually do in this, Peggy, is that um, I feel she was giving what she was receiving. I'm glad she was not embellishing anything. She simply, you know, I'm getting this, I'm getting that, you know, and just just being straightforward. And, and I think you can even agree with me, Peggy, that that's the, that's the real best you do in mediumship is to pass on what you have, not less, not more. Yeah. Yeah, she's not asking, and I'm not asking her to ask them. I'm asking if God willing he wants them to give a message that's what she needs to do. Don't search for it, Ange, because that's um, not I'm the way not, we do like, it. Right now, I feel like my head's just banging against a brick wall. Like, I think I got what I was supposed to get, and I'm done at this point because it's just like, okay. I don't want to force it, but it's like I'm banging my head against the wall trying to get more information. Okay, Trish, I, I think, I think be, you know, you've come on the show quite a bit. We've talked that the same message that he's given before, he's around you, he wants you to move on. So I think that's what he has to say to you, you know? Yeah, like uh, that he's just hugging her from behind, and for her to know that he's there, even if she can't feel him, and he loves you so much. Like, I felt so much love for him, for you from him that it, it was overwhelming the amount of love he has for you. But he also, to me, he just wants you to know that you're going to be able to get through it and you're strong enough to get through it. And he understands that it's really, really tough for you right now. And as time goes on, it's not going to get better as time goes on, but it's going to get easier to deal with it and to be able to move on and enjoy your life. It's not easier, it's different. It's never easier, it's different. Yeah, different. Yeah. But he really wants you to go back out and enjoy your life, I think. He wants you to know that you're still here for a reason. And to me, you have, you can impact people with your story. I don't even know your story, but I just feel that if you were to get your story out there, that you could you could impact some people from it because that's, I don't know if he's giving me that or what that is, but I feel like if you were well, to... There, there... And there's right a little the controversy around uh, her son's death. I'm trying mm-hmm. to say the name. I almost slipped. Um, there's some controversy around his death. And um, is he giving you anything on that, whether it was an accident or um, not? Hold on. Let me see. Because, again, he left. You know what I mean? So I don't want to rule, I'm like, good. if he's not going to come back to me, I don't want to okay. force no, it. No, and that's not you know what you should Exactly. Yeah. All right. I don't want to force so, it. So I guess, Trish, that's what he's trying to tell you. Like, the thing holding you back, which I know is the the answers for that, but when the answers and, and the time comes for it, that's when it will appear. But until then, you have to go on with your life like I've told you. All right? I just I just heard in my head, it wasn't murder. I don't know. Oh. No, where that came from. Trish? Um, okay, yeah. Trish, I'll- 
I'm going to let her open up now, Trish. Tell a little bit of your story because we have time. <clears throat> tell tell her a little. <clears throat> yeah. Well, yeah. Um, my son left here and he took the car and he was killed um, four minutes after speaking to some friends at the store corner store out on the highway. He died. He was an equipment operator. Long story short, he drove um, many you know pieces of equipment. He was a great driver. So we immediately had a suspicion where there was no vehicles involved, and he just simply, like, this accident, he was going 70, they're trying to say, but we don't even still have anything, and it's been 10 months and two days today. Um, but, however, the police told my husband he was going 70. It was a 35. He didn't speed like that. He was a very cautious driver. So that struck us all odd. But then a kid had a part of his bumper and a pack of his last pack of cigarettes and different um, parts to the car, in fact, like, you know, the emblem to the front, the emblem off the steering wheel, knobs off the steering wheel, very strange things. He texted us messages, different things. Just It was very bizarre. He t- uh, told other people by text messages or instant messaging on the computer that Ryan's going to get what's coming to him, wait and see. That was three days before my son's death. He texted that message to several people, a couple different people, actually, and we've seen the messages, and he was, like, threatening my son. And then we just find it odd how my son wasn't his friend because he had reason not to care for him. And then he went out and made all these bracelets. He called up people and told them the detail of my son's accident, how he landed, how he was on what rock he landed on, how he went out of my roof, every out of his roof, everything that, like, we don't even know. So, yeah, we all found that a little strange, and we still do. Okay, can I just tell you what I got as you were telling me that story? As you were telling me that story, I feel that that kid was following him, um, and your son was going faster to try to get away from him, and I think he lost control of the vehicle, and that's what happened. And the kid then was there, and that's why the kid got the bits and pieces of the car that he got and stuff, because he was chasing your son, and your son was trying to get away. I don't think that it, you know what I'm trying to say, like he was trying to protect himself. It wasn't that the kid, like, pushed him off the road or hit him or anything. I think that, because in my head I could see this as your son was driving down the road, like I was in his eyes, he was showing it to me. Um, It seemed to me that, like, he lost control going around a corner or something because he was going too fast because the kid was chasing him and he was just trying to get away. Um, but that's what I'm getting. So, I mean, I don't it think the kid actually... sounds right. It sounds, it sounds like, I mean, he directly was the reason for it because he was trying yeah. to get away, but indirectly. So it yeah. was murder but not murder. I mean, yeah. it, it's not like he pushed him off the road, which would be considered murder. It, yeah. But because he was the cause of him doing it, and yeah. the kid's evil, from what you've told me. The, well, the I have a disabled oh. grandchild that um, has Down syndrome, but she speaks very fluently. And mm-hmm. she, three days before my son's death, she sat on my couch and said, Ryan died. And in three days, that was on 11-11 of 13, the year 13. And then on 11-14, three days exactly later, my son was killed. And it's a synchronicity saw, on my brother's birthday. Right, and she saw a picture. This just happened recently. She just saw a picture, and this picture, because my son used to be friends with that kid, and the last six years of his life wasn't. 
And she said, that him, that him right there that hurt my Uncle Ryan. Then she said other things, and um, she actually told us a gun, um, trying to shoot tires. She's like, she said all kinds of things. And car flip over, boom, Uncle Ryan does it. Like, it just amazed me. And, you know, all I can tell you is she's an angel being Down syndrome. I have a Down syndrome brother as well that can't speak. We had to do sign language, too. And, you know, all I know is Peggy and I spoke like this, and I'm sure Peggy will remember. The strangest part of all this is um, I have sometimes a lot of different feelings, and my husband sitting here would tell you, like, I've literally said things and then it happens. And I avoid it a lot. I try to because, actually, I've run from it, right, most of my life. I run from that feeling because it just freaks me out. Well, when before my son passed away, like, what would you say? It was a month, Scott, that month. The month that my son, last month of his life, I had, I remember telling Peggy, like, I wasn't sure if it was a dream or not, but then realizing one time I know it wasn't a dream because my cell phone, I remember looking at the time, and I was not feeling that good. I was very weak because I have borderline sugar and lupus. So I said, oh, I feel very tired. I'm going to take a rest. So I laid on the couch, and I looked at the phone, and I knew the time. And when I got up, like, because what happened was I couldn't, like, it's, I wasn't sure if I fell asleep and, like, this woke me up or if it was that I couldn't get to sleep because the thought was in my head and it was only a thought, you know, or a um, vision. But, like, I saw my son laying exactly how I saw him at the funeral home when I had to go say goodbye to him because they didn't take him to the hospital. A coroner, we live in the country, pronounced him dead, and then they took him to the funeral home. So how I first visioned my son when he had passed and I went to see him was exactly how my, um, what I saw. And it happened twice, two different occasions, and I told my son, I'm like, I've had these dreams, or I don't even know if they're dreams or visions, but he kind of was my joker son, and he had a really funny personality, and he said, huh. He went just like this. <laughs> he goes, well, maybe you need to stop dreaming or stop yeah, yeah. thinking. He goes, I think it's time you get out of your head, Mom. Like, that's just how Ryan was. He was my joker. Mm-hmm. Well, they say that sometimes the people that are closest to them will get things like that. And let me tell you, I, I don't mean to bring it back about me, but I had a friend pass away a month ago, and... A couple of days before he passed away, I seen him, and then I got a vision of my uncle, and then they switched places. And then, like, three days later, my friend passed in a car wreck. And since then, I've been like, how did, like, why did that come to me? Like, what, you know what I mean? So, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that to, like, be like, oh, it's all about me. But I'm saying that. No, it's a comparison. Sometimes. Yeah, we sometimes can get those things. I don't think you were dreaming. And, you know, it was more of you just, I think what they were trying to do was trying to prepare you for it. I know that it didn't work, and I know that, but I think they were just trying to give you, like, this could happen, be prepared. Like, you could see this at some point. You know what I mean? Can and I, so can then I share something with you? Talking about uh, pre-dreams or pre-whatever uh, you want to call it. I live yes. in the Hudson River, which I think you all know from Facebook. I mean, literally, I have a beach house. 
And as a little girl, I used to have reoccurring dreams. I've always lived on the Hudson, not as close as I am now. I mean, I'm right there. Um, but I used to have the dreams about the waves coming up and blah, 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 blah. And it used to bother me all my life. And then the day I moved into this place where I'm on the Hudson, I mean, literally on the Hudson, it's like almost my front yard, uh, beach and everything. I walked into my house for the first time and I looked out the window and I saw that dream that I had from 50 years ago that I used to have all the time. And I'm like, nah, you know, it's just, you know, coincidence, right? Well, I moved in here. I've been here, what, seven years, two years ago. I got hit with Hurricane Sandy. The dream happened. I had the waves coming into the house. I had to be rescued. So it it, it happens. We have these premonitions. Mm-hmm. And that's all I could think of when they were. I was being rescued and white caps were coming in, in literally into my house. I had three feet of water in my living room by the time it was done. Um, uh, that dream hit me. It's like that was the dream I had my whole life. So we do... I don't know why we have these things happen. Kevin, do you have any feelings on this? Have um, Stana or Melanie ever talked about the um, the dreams like this prior to something happening? Um, I get very, very little of them, actually, myself. I, I'm sorry I don't have much to add in this way, Peggy. Well, what about your wife or, or Melanie? Did they ever share that with you? The dreams? Uh, most most of the stuff that would, would happen with Melanie or Stana was during waking hours. Um, you know, so there wasn't any dreams that I could say actually that they could say, well, they dreamed this and it came true, unless it's just hidden from my memory while I'm on the show here. Right, right. Okay. I was wondering if you ever, you know, if you could relate to that as far as, I'm not saying for you, but maybe with Stana or, or Melanie, because, you know, both being... Um, you know, between intuitive and, 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 and uh, you know, having the spiritual gifts. So, but I, I, I think it happens. I mean, you know, we've kind of basically uh, documented that, uh, Trish, by what you were saying, but what I just said, what what uh, uh, she just said, Angie just said about, you know, the, the boyfriend. Now, uh, the, the friend guy, what was his first name again? Was it Matt? My the friend? Wife? No, no, her, no, hers. No, uh, his Angie. name was Justin. Justin. Oh, Justin. Yeah, I think I because one of Mark, my son Mark's best friend's name was Justin. Yeah, it was somebody else I was just telling you, another friend of my son who has Hodgkin's. She just lost her boyfriend named Matt, and my son to be, seems to be connected with Matt's a lot for some reason. I don't know why. You know, it, it, it's always coming up. Things, Strange things have happened to me with other Matt's, and so I, I just forgot the name. But Justin was also one of Mark's best friends, you know, so it's kind of weird, the, the names. I mean, because Justin isn't an odd. I mean, it's not, not an odd name, but it's not an everyday name, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I've, I've talked about it, and Kevin and, and Mark Ireland brought the synchronicities to me. Even Kevin did a show uh, on Saturday with uh, Brenda Bradshaw, and, you know, I always kind of look up people, and I, her birth date is the day that my book was published and also the day my nephew passed away two years ago. And Bradshaw, it's kind of ironic, uh, in my church, that name, Kevin, I think I wrote, I don't know if you read it. You did, that, I, I read it. Yeah, that was a big name in my church. They were one of the big heads in my church. And about two or three weeks ago, my cousin from Jersey calls me. There's a woman, a very Christian woman, and she's writing a book and would like to talk to me from out in the Midwest somewhere. I said, sure. What's her name? Bradshaw. I forgot her first name now. Bradshaw, so what's up with this? <laughs> you know, the synchronicity, the names and dates and, and what have you, what have you. So, 
Yeah. So and like uh, Ryan, um, um, Trisha's son, death date is my brother's birthday. My brother Bob that's living November fourteenth. Uh, Kevin that's on with now his birthday is the same day as my husband January first, New Year's Day. You know, yeah, my uncle a- that started coming to me in my dreams. His name was Bob. Just thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> oh really? Well, you know what? Yeah. My, my my brother's name is Bob. My son Marcus' middle name is Robert. And my husband's uncle was Bob. My grandson's middle name is Bob Robert. So we have a lot of Roberts. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, I just thought I'd throw that out there. That um, wow. my uncle's wow. name was Robert. And then wow. my grandfather who passed, his mm-hmm. name was Leroy, and my uncle's middle name was Leroy. Really? Oh, I have a brother yeah. named um, – I used to bring a lot of Leroys through uh, on the show. Uh, prior to you and I speaking, my I have a, another brother. His name is Lee Lind. We call him Lee, but it's not Lee Roy, you know. But uh, that's that's and uh, Kevin, I don't know if you remember some of the shows. I, whether you were on that the ones or not when I brought the Lee Roys through, do you remember that? Or maybe listening to my uh, archives. I was listening to the archives. I wasn't on the particular show when that happened exactly. I do remember the synchronicities you and I have discussed. Oh my gosh! I mean, my grandfather's name is uh, Nathaniel. That that's your what is it? Your father's name? Yeah, no, my my son's full name is Ryan Nathaniel Schopel. So again, you know, that is your okay. grandfather. Now, grandfather's name, but now Trisha's son that died, his name is Ryan. Right. See, Trisha, how it works. It's crazy. So it's no one knows of Paul. And why I would get the name uh, well, Paul? Well, I have I do I have a, a nephew named Paul, but he's living. Oh, and I don't I, know why I got the name Paul. Concerned about him because no one's heard from him in quite a while. He's he's in Pennsylvania, and I haven't seen him in years. And I don't know what's going on with him. He's my late sister's son. Yep. And what did you get about Paul? He was on the other side. I, I just I don't got the name. I don't know like why. Like I don't know why I was huh. getting that name. You know. He's on my name. He's on my name. He's on my my thoughts a lot. He's my sister's youngest son, and he's kind of like dropped off the face of the earth. You know, I think there's some issues there or yeah. whatever. But uh, that's the only pull that I. Paul, so, I feel yeah. like there could be drugs or alcohol there. I don't know. Now, Paul is kind of straight. I've never even seen Paul smoke a cigarette, so I don't. I doubt that very much. With him, the wife. No, no, no. I'm not gonna say anything. Oh, him, no. Yeah, I don't want to get into it on the air. I don't know, like, why I just thought No, but that. Um, actually, Paul's nephew, his sister's son, is the one that died December 11th. My my great-nephew, Wayne, who was Paul's sister's son, who died on December 11th. And he died of an overdose of heroin. So oh, maybe that's, maybe that's what it was. Paul and maybe Wayne was coming through. Yeah, yep. I don't know. <laughs> that could be... <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's okay. Listen, I... I tell everybody when we do the readings, and um, Kevin, I don't know if Melanie did that too. It's, it's sometimes it's a puzzle. Ninety percent of it's a puzzle. Sometimes I get on the air and I'm boom, ba boom, ba boom, hit it right on. Other times I say write it down, let's put the puzzle together. I've read somebody and they're like, no, 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 no. And then a week later they contact me like, oh my gosh, that name you brought through uh, was Henry recently. It was her son's teddy bear that he had, and his, her daughter displays it on her fireplace. Just oh Henry was a teddy bear. That's a validation, you know. Did I, you, I didn't, Peggy? Did you see yeah. that rock that I had on my site? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm having. Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Did you see the rock? It was a heart. Yes, I did. Well, that was amazing. I went to, 
I went to the ocean, right? My son had given me a heart rock, and he loved, he was like a rock collector when he was a little kid. He just loved rocks. Mm-hmm. And so that was something we always did. And I still have his collection up in the attic, in fact. He was 24 when he passed, you know. I mean, he loved his rocks. He was he was earthy. He did worked equipment, you know. He liked outdoors. Mm-hmm. So, in the ocean. He loved the ocean. So I went to the ocean, and I had walked all around looking for a rock shaped like a heart. So it's the weirdest story. My friend was sitting up on the hill. She was doing some reading and just sitting. It was a nice day, and it was, you know, nice view. And so she goes, come sit with me. So... I go, well, I guess I will. This is after a long while of looking, you know. I said, I guess, Ryan, it just wasn't meant to be. He didn't want me to find a heart today. Because she's like, what are you looking for? And I said, I was looking for a heart. I said, we had a thing with heart rocks, you know, we'd look for them. And so I sat down next to her, and I thought, you know, I wasn't going to have a heart, right? And I looked down, and right in front of me to, like, my right-hand side, but, like, as soon as I looked down, I looked straight at this heart. It was like a rock sticking out of the ground looking right up at me, like a perfect, and it even looked like it was painted white, okay? My husband said, that looks like it was painted. I go, well, it's the ocean, maybe it's salt water, as long as it's not pigeon poop, I don't care, you know? But it was dug in the, I mean, it was deep in the ground. I had to dig it up. It was like a very long rock, but the end of it was a heart, perfect, you saw it, and it looked like it was painted white. So I just you know, think that was my sign. Chris, for I sure. have a question because I'm over, I'm getting some kind of a vibe right now, and I don't know if I'm right or wrong. When was Ryan's birthday? August or July? August twenty fourth. When did your friend die? When did your when friend did die? What? No, her friend. When did your friend just pass away? Uh, uh, um, birth? August, August eleventh, and his birthday was August twenty ninth. Oh, okay. I, I don't know why I felt the dates between Ryan and 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 Rob. Was it Robert? You said. Well, it was 24th and 29th, his birthday was 24th. Yeah, yeah. No, I just felt, I don't know. Yeah, just like me and my daughter. (laughs) Yeah, I just felt some kind of weird, I don't know, I just got a weird feeling about that. Was your friend full of life? A great, like a happy, go lucky and very, no matter what, what, (laughs) no matter what life, life Peggy, no matter what life brought them, they would make you laugh, kind of like the, you know. Yeah. Oh, my Justin. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Always. Oh, that's Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm Justin was your 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 friend. Okay. I got it. Yeah. 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 I, I can see sometimes. Excuse the names. He could be having the worst thing in his life happen and still make you laugh. That's yeah, a Virgo. He did. Wow, that's I'm Virgo. <laughs> oh, I loved him so much. It was just not the love. I never felt that deep of a love. It was. Oh, the love he was giving me for you, like, I never felt love like that, so. That's, that's, I mean, our love, they say we were like yin and yang. He was just my little clone, looked like me, acted like me. He was yep. just a little me, mini me, like, and yep, a boy. Mark, Marky, too, mini me. People see Mark's pictures like, oh, my gosh, he was just like you. I'm like, yeah. I didn't even realize until after he passed. And I said, oh, my gosh, he was my clone, you know. Did you see my postings, Angie? I don't know if you saw any of my Facebook, Kevin. I don't know if you've seen it. But this week, what happened? This little girl passed in Ireland. This was talk about. This was one of the weirdest things besides my TV going whack recently and what have you. Did you see the picture of that boy that was laying in that bed? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it looked very similar to the ones I've seen of Mark. I mean, your son. Mark. I posted a picture right next to it of Mark. Of Mark, even the way he would lay in the bed. His friend from Florida, Candace, 
uh, who just lost her friend and uh, boyfriend in August, Matt, that I was kind of mixing Angie's friend and her friend. She was very close to Mark. She, her and his other friend that's now in Puerto Rico, they thought it was him with a friend uh, uh, that had CF when before she had passed. I said, no. I said, I, I didn't even know this girl. This picture pops up. The kid, as I, that kid was identical to Mark. And just even with the way Mark would lay with his hands, I don't know. And, of course, this little girl just passed away. Because, you know, I, I, I do a lot of things with other people with CF. I had no association with this kid. I just saw the picture out of the blue. And I'm like, I, am, I really almost fainted. I mean, it's intuitive, whatever you want to call me. I almost fainted. I have never seen Mark appear like that. It could have been her brother. It could have been a, whoever. He was a dead ringer for my son. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, but I you guys that saw that picture. And I showed yeah. Mark's face. And if you had known Mark, especially the people that knew him, thought it was him, oh, isn't that nice? I said, no, that's not him. This picture just appeared when all this other craziness with my TV has been going on since my daughter's birthday and my birthday, you know. That's what I want to ask you, Ange, why I have you on the line. Is this TV thing definitely connected to my kids? It's, it's definitely crazy. your daughter doing it. Really? Oh, my gosh. Like and your when daughter. it comes back on, when it comes back on... It's, it, there's always like a message. It's like help the kids or keep doing what you're doing mm-hmm. or it's a miracle. Or I, I even actually, one of my friends from Ask the Angels show, Christine Dominiac, saw, I, she goes, you know, I talk about this in my book. She goes, but no one has ever taken a picture of it before. I said, here and it was going, I said, and I took it at the right time because my, my, my camera wasn't working. And all of a sudden when it worked, it was when those messages came up because it was going in and out. And as soon as I got that, it stopped doing it. I had cable here this weekend. I said, you know, just checking things out to be sure. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Signal's fine. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine. And they were here I Saturday. Doing it. <laughs> my well, you know what? Tell her to stop because it's starting to get annoying because I'm missing my show. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, did you know what I'm sorry. No, go ahead. When you said the message, when you said the thing about helping the kids and stuff, and I heard that's what you're supposed to do, Mom. Yeah, I, that, and it was it happened again today before the show earlier today, and it was kind of another message there. Well, you know what? I'm going to put you on hold. Uh, hang on, Melissa just came on the air, so let's bring Melissa on. Hello, Melissa. Hello. How are you? Yay! We've been waiting for you. <laughs> We have, on. we have Kevin on. We have Chris on. What's going on there, girl? Lots of amazing people, huh? Yep. Everybody say awesome. hi to Melissa. Hello. Hi, Melissa. Hi, guys. So what's happening? I wanted to thank you for that message. You brightened my day up last Friday. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. I meant every word. Yeah, Melissa. Yeah, I just had, I had been having a bad day, uh, getting belittled over a couple of things, and that message just really turned my whole day around. Oh, that means so much to me. Melissa, you know when you came on? Two, two, two. Are you serious? <laughs> That's the show, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Connection, our connection. Crazy. Anything going on with you that's uh, exciting, intuitive, anything been happening with you? Um... Just been really busy, so <laughs> not really that much. I, I have found feathers this week though a lot. White mm-hmm. feathers. The numbers have been popping, of course. Like the two, two, two always pop for me, but the feathers I thought were kind of cute because it was a kid that I was babysitting for, and I just I don't know. Like every once in a while, I just start thinking about Meg and Mark and just my future and everything. And 
It's like the second I start thinking about it, I get handed white feathers. So it's well, really cool I that kinda, happened. I, I kind of sent you one the other day, and it same day it just happened to you, right? It was the same day. Within an hour of you sending me the picture of the feather, the kid mm-hmm. I was babysitting was on a trampoline, and he goes, oh, my God, I found this here. This is for you. And it was a white feather. It looked just like all the other ones that I found. See, Melissa, oh is, Melissa went to school for editing. She's also a teacher, and she has big loans to pay off for big school time, and so she babysits for students, and, and, and she's, she's a workaholic. I, I, I am blessed that she has time to come on the show when she does, and I want to thank you for that, Melissa. You've got so oh, many. Oh, anytime. So many thank irons you for being patient and waiting for me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was, I was hoping you'd come on, but like I said, she's got to pay off these loans, and... Uh, you know, to uh, further the career and 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 what have you, and uh, so let's uh, let's give her props on that one. You know, so God bless Thank you. you. I'm less stressed today, so that makes me happy. <laughs> that what? Melissa feels less stressed today than she last week, so that makes me happy. Oh yeah, Aww. she does. We're hoping we can't. We we may have something to announce in the future, but we're not ready yet to happen. So when when we're ready and the time comes, we will. And Angie, you'll understand why she was stressed, right? And like, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyhow, um, Kevin, is there anything else you want to talk about? What do you feel about Angie doing this? Is there any guidance you can give her? Or? Well, I think a lot of the guidance I had already given when I gave some of the scriptures I did, such as you know, in all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. Is to I, I, you know, staying obedient to the Lord and doing it for His purpose, His glory, you know, I know I said a lot of this earlier, and it always bears repeating, um, and of course, as I earlier said the scripture from John chapter 3, where John the Baptist says, a man can only give what is given to him from heaven, you know, you know, I, I appreciate, you know, that you give, you, you, you really give some heartfelt messages there to Trish. You know, you know, as long as you keep acknowledging, wanting to serve him, he'll provide the opportunities if you get a block in that period of time. And I had that happen to me earlier this year. I don't know if the Lord was simply taking me out of it for a while due to Melanie's passing, but, you know, I was at a standstill for a while. But this is where prayer comes in. Say, you know, Lord, am I, am I doing the right thing? Is this what you want me doing? I want to honor you. I want right. to do your will. You know, and he provides these opportunities. It was it was Peggy that got in touch with me in the last week of June to invite me onto the show, and it was just like this was the, like I say, it it, it broke the grief streak uh, for me with, with Melanie to, to to meet up with Peggy, find out that she had a very similar background, to find out that you know, I'm getting a lot of static. What's happening? We have a little technical difficulties with my cord. Sorry, then that wasn't from beyond. Uh, that was cord. <laughs> no, I, 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 I can believe that. Yeah, but, uh, I have problems. Yeah, but uh, as far as far as Angie goes, I think she she made a great step tonight. I don't know how long she's already been reading. She she seemed like she handled it like a pro uh, with Trish. I. She hit yeah. it right on the nail with almost every single thing. Yeah. Yes, and that, that's very important, you know. And, you know, one thing Melanie used to always say, and again, I'm quoting her because I'm not a medium nor a psychic. Uh, my spiritual gift is teaching. But Melanie would, would say, you'll give exactly what you have. If you get a vague detail, 
don't feel bad, you know, just give that vague detail. If you get a specific detail, give that. Um, if it doesn't resonate with the person, just like Peggy was saying, a great example, um, I think it was the name Paul, where she said, write it down. You know, it'll come to you later. This is what Melanie would often tell, you know, people, if if, you, if I tell, you give you something in a reading and it doesn't resonate, don't feel it's a failure. Feel it as something that will connect with the sitter later on. It will have meaning. It will come in an aha moment, maybe at midnight, who knows. But the reality is that the best thing you can do as a medium is to be obedient to the Lord and give what you're given. I had a, I had aha moment three years later. When, the week after Mark died, I went to see Deborah, who's been on my show, my the one I go to. And uh, she she is, gave me a reading, of course, that, that, that week after. And there was something she brought up. I'm like, nah, I don't know what she's talking about. Well, I'm going to tell you, there's been maybe two, three, four things that happened. One, three years later, where I had beyond uh, an almost pass out moment. You know, like when I saw the picture of Mark that looked like him. Uh, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what she said. So it may not happen tomorrow or at the midnight hour or next week, uh, like I had with that woman a couple weeks ago that I read privately, and it's like, oh, that was my son's bear. No, Henry don't mean anything. Henrietta doesn't mean anything. So it's just how it works. It it comes when it's supposed to come, you know? So, Kevin, I totally agree with you on that and and Melanie and and, and what have you. Uh, Like like he said, Melanie and I had a lot of similarities. Melanie had also lost a daughter around the same age as Meg, right? Yes, uh, Roxy was 29 while Meg was 28. You were both Episcopally raised in the Episcopal Church, I mean to say. Mm-hmm. You both have similar personalities. You're both mediums. You mm-hmm. both serve the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many resemblances to that. If right. uh, it would be okay, can I add another thing to the, you know, like you say, the aha moments? Yeah, um, sure. you, you were listening to the Brenda Bradshaw show I was on on Saturday, and you kind of picked up the part where she seemed to be channeling Casey. Um right. And in that, they, they were talking about the month of May and spiritual births. Well, I don't know why, but my mind was clouded during the show, and the only thing I could think of was that my son Ryan was supposed to have been born in May, but was born in March. It didn't occur to me till Monday afternoon that I thought, mm-hmm. wait a minute, I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior on May 29th, 1988. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I said that was a hit for them. It was a direct hit, and I... Was dull in the moment of the reading. Wasn't like a May third, and that's when your book was published. Also, May May third was the date of publication of my book, and I looked at it again on Monday and thought May third was the third day of the month. May twenty ninth, the day I was saved, was the third day from the end of the month. Right. Wow. May third's my husband and my anniversary. Oh wow! Here we go, Kevin. <laughs> well, my goodness, yeah. No, I always remember the May third because for months and months on end, my wife and I had been looking forward to May third as the day she'd give birth, and it didn't turn out that way. The Lord had other plans, but I still always remember the May third date, and it just coincidentally became the day I published my book. And of yeah, course, again, fresh. His son's name is Ryan, the same as yours. Yeah, so my and your anniversary. Yeah. Um, um, let me ask, um, what is your birthday? Who's, who's asking? 
Yeah, I'm asking. Okay. Uh, Chris, when is your birthday? I am March 7th. Oh, my the day God. Melanie passed. That's the day Melanie passed and the day before my father's birthday. Here we go again. Oh, yeah, my goodness. My fa- yeah, my father and your father have the same birthday. My husband is March 6th. I'm March 7th. And my dad was March 8th, who I lost. Isn't that amazing? Well, and well, there's another connection here, too. You, you remember the, the girl Tammy, my first girlfriend in my book? Yes. Her two younger sisters, which also have psychic connections between them, they were both born on March 7th, 1965. That's my birthday. That's exactly my birthday. March 7th, 1965. Yeah, that's my birthday. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's my birthday. Oh, my gosh. I'm speechless. You know what else? Hey, guess what else? I have a brother named Kevin. Oh, my goodness, really? Yeah, Kevin. I should ask when his birthday is. Okay, I'm I'm changing. You know what? No longer signs or loved ones sent it. It's going to be called the synchronicity show. How's that? Yeah. This is is Kevin James, and he's born on May 6th. May 6th. That's my niece's birthday. Who's? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) This is insanity. Yeah, that really is something, March seventh, nineteen sixty-five. You know what, uh, Kevin? To be honest, I felt like Melanie asked me to ask uh, Chris her birthday because I really didn't know it. I felt like Melanie was coming through me. She goes, "Ask." Well, me you know, it's kind of funny. Melanie's been behind several things. I happened to mention Melanie in an email to Brenda Bradshaw the day before the show, and she says, "You know, I heard the name Melanie as I was waking up this morning, but I thought it was a Melanie that I knew." Really? Can I just say something real quick? When I sure. first got on the phone and you and I were talking, I got the name Melanie, but I was like, but I went back and listened to a few shows that you've been on, so I knew that she was connected to you, but I wasn't sure if she had passed or not, and I didn't want to be like, hey, it's Melanie passed, because as soon as, as soon as I started talking to you, like that name popped into my head, and I don't know if it was just because I've listened to you before or if she was here or what, but if I think Melanie's talking. behind a lot of our shows right now. I think Melanie uh, yeah. is uh, with us. I, yeah. uh, for my connection, like Kevin said, he was at his lowest since her death. I, I mysteriously appeared in his life. He's similar personalities. We both lost daughters. Meg was three months of 29. Yeah, there's something, something, something's here. <laughs> something's here. She no, I believe that. I've been, I've been receiving messages from mediums off and on since her passing that, you know, she will guide you. She's going to help you with this book that you're writing about her. Um, you know, and then, of course, as you just said, Peggy, that uh, she's been involved in nearly every show we've been on. And that was a big confirmation with Brenda Bradshaw back on last Thursday uh, that she'd heard the name Melanie as she was awaking. I, I seem to find a lot of uh, mediums who have gotten a message just as they're waking up. This was true of Michelle D'Souza, who um, I'm helping over in Goa, India. She's actually working with me on this book. But okay. uh, she found out about my book by waking up and getting this title in her mind after she prayed for an answer to her problem the night before, which was, you know, how could she tell people that her gift was from God and that she was not headed for hell? And as she was waking up, the title of my book came into her mind. She went to the Internet, did a word search, found it was a real book, and immediately ordered it. And I was I was like dumbfounded. I thought, this is the first I've ever 
heard of something like this. Well, I'm going I'm to tell you something. The picture with Mark, the little girl that passed, her name was Kate. A couple months ago, if you recall, Kevin, I hadn't seen my grandson, my late daughter Meg's son, in two years. Uh, yeah. Uh, so she works with Sonny Wells on Ask the Angel Show. Christine Dominiac, she's on the plane going to Alaska on vacation. She gets my book. I hadn't even opened it yet. She's hearing the song Special Angel, which, of course, is a connection with me and Meg and the poem I wrote when oh, she yeah. died. And she's telling me, I don't do this, but I'm on the plane, limited Internet, but I think your, daughter, your daughter's here and she's with a Kate. I'm like, Kate, well, okay, my mother-in-law's sister's name was Catherine. My ex-boyfriend's mother's name was Kathy. Okay, I'm thinking it's that. My, my grandkids' other grandmother is Catherine. Guess what? The little girl that was in the picture with Mark that passed, her name is Kate. The one where Mark was. Yeah, so it hit me. She was, Mel, Meg was giving me the messages. Well, I'm going to bring this picture through this kid that looks like Mark, and he's going to be with Kate. So that was my, my message two months later. From So what you were talking about, how they're getting these dreams or the names coming to them, uh, it wasn't Kate, wasn't coming to me. It came through Christine Dominiac from Ask the Angel, who's a, who's a big-time author, wrote several books and been on all kinds of TV and stuff, and she knows Mark Ireland also. And uh, she says, and, I, and she's not even really intuitive. Sonny, Sonny, Sonny Wells is intuitive, and when they were on my show, Sonny and I are both September 7th, and Christine... Birthday is the day that my son Mark died, February 2nd. And then she's getting these messages on vacation from, I think it's your daughter, and next thing, my grandson shows up after two years, that day or the next day. And then Kate, and I'm like, Kate, Kate, Kate. And then it hit me. When I found out that little girl's name in the picture of Mark, her name is exactly Kate. And from Ireland. <laughs> so this is how it works, guys. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, Melissa, do you get to see the picture of that, that little boy that looked like him? It looks exactly like him. I saw it this week, and I was freaking out. Uh, you know what? Candace saw that, and and Nisha marks some of his best friends and thought but it was. But you know actually- what, Peg? This is this is the second time this happened. Because remember when I went to visit that boy that was sick, and I met yes. the boy that looked exactly like Mark. <laughs> this is like Did the second like time in a couple of months that that happened. Did he look like that that picture of Mark? Though, because Mark changed. I mean, look, he Mark looked really- he looked exactly like that. The kid that I met, but he was blonder. Like Mark blonde. Yes, Mark was blonde, but then his hair, he, he was losing his hair, and then he would shave, mm-hmm. got it shaved, and it got, like, darker coming in because he was yeah. having things with absorption. So at the end, he was kind of bloated looking with the prednisone. And so that that very last picture I have of my son, it was a selfie in my kitchen. And he says to me, I don't know why I took that. And that was his last mm-hmm. picture. And Aww. when that boy was laying in that bed, that was identical to that boy. And if you knew Mark... Like Melissa knew him, knew him, not just the picture. Yeah. I've never anybody looked that much like Mark ever, except that kid he that was a on. He a lot like him, yeah. Except for Even the kid that looked exactly like him too. It was. I'll tell you, I, I guys, I'm not even kidding you. I almost, I, I, I darn near fainted. I didn't know what to make of it. And then when I found out that little girl that passed name was Kate, and she passed to the mm-hmm. same thing, cystic fibrosis. What am you I going to do? You know what the thing was too, though, when I was around that. It was real, or was it a, what do they call it, a doppelganger? What do they call it, a doppelganger? Doppelganger. I I don't know. Kevin, what do you think about that? (laughs) You mean similarities in in people who are alive to people who passed? Kevin, this wasn't similar. He was a dead ringer. I mean, an absolute dead ringer for Mark. The look on the face of a dead ringer. I've never seen anything. But Peggy, you know what I was going to say, too? When I was at the hospital with that kid, I saw Mark around me. It wasn't just that he looked like him. Oh, like, you did. He was around yeah. me. Oh, I knew. I knew 
he was around me. I saw him. I told him he did all these crazy things. He was like acting out crazy. And when I met him, he was all like calm. Mark, and then he was like. And the funny thing was, Melissa was visiting one of her students at the hospital that almost died. Okay? Yeah. And this boy shows up who happened to have cystic fibrosis, the same as my almost son. Exactly and like my cousin. Yeah. Yeah. And this was around yeah. Christmas. So, I, Kevin, yeah. what, what, we have about four minutes left. What's your feel on this? Do you think there's such a thing as doppelganger, if I'm saying that right? Or doppelganger. Yeah, what do it you would only be, it, it would only be an opinion, and it's based on the you know the fact that some of these things do happen. One of my mother's experiences this happened before I was born is that she was overseas with my dad and saw a man that looked exactly like her father, mm-hmm. and she said, "I've got to stop and get a picture of this guy." Well, right. she took the picture, and then she said, "I want to just ask your your name." Well, the guy said his name was John Schopel, and she said, "That's my husband's name." Well, they got back to the, yes, exactly. It was my, my dad's name, but it was her dad's lookalike. Um, well, anyway, she gets back to England after this tour in Germany where she saw this man, and it turned out that on the same day she saw the man, June 28, 1956, her yeah. father in Missouri passed away. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Wow. You know, it's the only kind of story like that that my mother's ever told me. Uh, I just, she she well, normally never did. I just recall something. I mean, if we go off the air, we could talk a little bit longer. But um, I know Melissa's tired, but I just want to bring a story up that she, she never knew about. Years ago, my grandfather, Nathaniel, uh, like I said, that's another connection with with, with uh, Kevin and I. He had passed yes. away in 76. My two brothers, my late brother, Ellie, and my brother, Bob, lived in a county above me. They were driving down the road, and I just got chilled. My grandfather would do these certain faces, just, I don't know, he just made these certain faces. They saw this man walking along 9A, Melissa, you know where that is, up there near Wappingers. Yeah. And he yeah. turned around and he gave this look to my both my brothers. And they, they called me and they said, you're not going to believe this. And this is before I really was convinced I was a medium, you ever heard. I'm, I'm going back to like the 70s, this happened. So he died 76. Yeah. They said, and looked just like Grandpa, and he gave us this look, and then all of a sudden we didn't see him. And neither one of my brothers were believers in any of this, and I really wasn't sure of it at that point. I knew I had something, but I I was like, no, I don't. So, you know, it's funny. When you said that, something triggered something in my head about that incident with my two brothers. And it was identical to my grandfather. So I guess it does happen. You know, it's, wow, Kevin, that's an amazing story. Wow. Well, if I had to give a biblical validation, uh, in the 12th chapter of Acts, when Peter is put in prison, that, you know, of course, an angel taps him on the shoulder, the chains fall off, the angel walks him through the guard gates and everything. When he goes to the house where the people are praying, Mm -hmm. and a girl answers the door and, and says, Peter's at the door, and they say, no, it must be his angel. There was a large belief in those days that people had an angel that resembled them. Real. Let me just stop you one second, Kev. We have one minute left. If you're holding on, on the phone, you can remain on a little bit longer. If you're listening on the Internet, it's going to be going off in a minute, but we're going to continue to talk just to, to, to finish this up. Okay, go ahead, Kevin. I just wanted to let the, the uh, listeners know. Okay. But, yeah, that, you know, that's the one biblical validation there is that is that it was largely believed that, you know, people had angels that resembled them. In Matthew 18, of course, Jesus says, you know, do not offend one of these little ones, for their angels always appear before my Father who is in heaven. 
you know, there wow. was a large belief in the fact that, that you had a personal angel that resembled you and that this is what people thought they were seeing, you know, when, when Peter was knocking at the door. He said, oh, he said, he's in prison. He couldn't be knocking at the door. It must be the angel that looks like him. Well, when I saw that little boy laying in the bed next to that girl, and this is before she got really, really sick, I'm thinking yes. that Mark and kind of elected angels over the other kids with cystic fibrosis. I know he grew up with this kid friend that I'm um, helping right now for the fundraiser. And, like, I want to say it's GoFundMe, uh, Brett needs a liver, please, any a dollar donation, whatever you can do to help the family, please. Okay, now we're going to be off the air, but we can continue just a little bit longer. Um, you can go back to the archives, you'll hear the show in the entirety. And thank you, uh, everyone, for coming. Um, but they're going to be on a little bit longer. Go back to the archives. That is amazing. Um, do you think the angels are actually, is it the actual angels you think the Bible's quoting or the fact that our soul looks like our human body? Uh, what do you think, Kevin? Well, I think um, on, on the soul part, I can't say that I can name a biblical validation. I do know that, you know, when Jesus ascended, you know, nobody recognized him until the moment that he chose to be recognized in each case. Right. Um, they recognized him when he appeared behind the, the locked doors on the on the night following his resurrection. But when he first rose from the tomb, no one recognized him. Mary did not recognize him. So, you know, on the soul part, I can't say so. Um, but I know I had an, I had another instance that happened. Uh, this is many years later, 2005, when my mother needed to be put into a care home because she was locking her caretakers out. You know, being you know being demented at that point. Right. Well, of course, if you're going to do that sort of thing, you've got to you know acquire a guardianship over the person. Well, in Pima County, Arizona, they appoint a attorney randomly uh, yeah. from elder care attorneys to represent the incapacitated person, and the one they picked was a Green Valley attorney named Mike Murray, who was a dead ringer for my father. My well, dad had been dead 13 years at this time. He was a dead ringer for my dad. I wow. went into the room with Mike and our own attorney, and I was just flabbergasted. I felt like I was in the presence of my own dad again. Wow. But one of his duties appointed by the courts is he had to go visit my mom in the care home and see how it was being run, whether it met up to standards. Uh -huh. And she visited him in the afternoon while I was working. I went back in the evening with Ryan to visit mm -hmm. my mom and see how things went for the day. She says, Kevin, your dad came to see me today, but he's dead. Wow. I mean, I thought this is somebody who was married to my dad 20 years. Yeah. Wow. I don't know what to make of it. I, I think angels, like I, I have a chapter in toward the end of my book. My uh, I've had angel encounters. Um, if you remember the one, Kevin... Um, this is after my sister died. I, I, I actually got a DWI. I never got a traffic ticket in my life before that. I didn't set out to, to get that bombed, as you would say. But after yeah. the incident happened, I went out with a friend weeks later because I was really hurt in this accident. I didn't hurt hit anybody. I, I hurt myself, which woke me up. And now I kind of write about that in the book. Um, but I went into a place with a friend of mine and this guy sat next to me and I felt that he was an angel Just him. And he was sitting there with a beer in front of him and he looked at me, he goes, you wouldn't expect, he goes, you know who I am. And I wrote this in the book and I looked at him and I did, I knew he was an angel. You wouldn't expect me to be sitting here doing this. He goes, you know, you shouldn't do that anymore. He told me about drinking. 
Wow. I I looked at him and I and this is before long before I came. This is going back seven eight years ago. I looked at him. Yes, I do know who you are, and you're right. You know. And he was he was an angel. He was not. I knew. I felt when I looked at him, he was an angel. But he looked like a regular man. Not not nothing like anybody I look like. Why would some stranger say that to me? That well, you know in that. scripture that it says in Hebrews thirteen two, do not forget to entertain strangers, for by doing so, some have entertained angels unaware. Yes. And my by that mother, scripture, it's saying that they're going to look like ordinary people to you sometime, and you won't recognize them as angels. That's funny you brought that up because my my mother was a Methodist, dad was Episcopal, very both very big in the church, okay. And my mother, we used to have a side door with a stupid old bell. Nobody went to the side door of the house. But I can remember as a little girl my mother saying, quoting that verse to me. Because this guy was ringing the bell, and she went to the door, and it was a bum, as you would call a bum, a hobo, or whatever we called him back then. And he goes, yes. he's trying to sell pencils. And she bought them. And she, you know, Dad worked hard, a lot of two jobs, and raising six kids, and didn't have a lot. But, you know, we had food on the table, we were at home. And she bought the pencils, and she looked at me. She goes, just what you said, quote, unquote. Don't ever basically turn anybody away because, you know, you, they could be angels. They could be Jesus himself, no matter what. You always take that into consideration. And that stuck with me, that verse you just said since I was a little girl, from that incident with the, the guy selling pencils. And that's the honest to God true story. Yep. Yeah, and I had an incident that happened to me in 1994, I think it was, that our church was trying to refurbish an old building sitting on its property. Well, I was at my office on First Avenue in Tucson, and a homeless man came in, was hungry, he needed a bite to eat. Well, I said he was welcome to make himself a sandwich out of my lunch stuff, and he said, do you know where I could find some help on getting a place for the night? And I said, well, I was thinking of my church, and I said, if you will go back to Glen Street and start walking and go about four miles, you'll see a bunch of men working on a building there. And I mm-hmm. directed him to the name of a man to talk to about, you know, where he could get some aid or assistance. Well, right. I, after I got off work for the day, I thought, what what became of this guy? So I drove down to the church, and I talked, and I and I went to the very man I referred him to, and... And I and he says, where did you find this guy? I said, what do you mean? He says, we were all up on top of the roof and we realized I came along that you sent, and he was a retired roofing contractor. Really? And he guided, he told us, he directed everything, and we had a professional-looking roof on by the end of the day. Wow. Wow. I mean, I just, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's amazing. I mean, you know, guys, well, I, I think we're almost to the end of this now. Um, starting to cut out. Um, I want to, Kevin, I want to thank you again. I, of course, want you back on as our spiritual advisor and friend. I think I love you. I enjoy these shows with you, Peggy. I really do. Well, you know, like I said, I'm not super professional, but it's like you're sitting in your living room. We're down to earth. We're doing our thing. We're kind of like that with the Bradshaw. She was too. I mean, just do your thing. We're real. You know what I'm saying? And I love that, that, that we can feel comfortable with one another and relaxed and just do it. And just whatever, no scripts. I mean, sometimes, yeah, I do write scripts. Other times, no, I don't. Tonight, I didn't write anything, and we just freelance and do our thing. And uh, we get the point across. We, I, I come away from my shows all the time with learning something else. Um, you know, um, I hope everybody else does too, Kevin. 
But anyhow, I think I Melissa too. Klein. I love the part with Angie, you know, uh, uh, you know, and she's really doing great. I want to yeah. encourage her to keep going with her gift yeah. for the Lord. Definitely, Angie. That's why I hope I didn't feel like I put you on the spot or you feel like I put you on oh, the no, spot. Oh, no, no, no. But I, I feel fine. like I'm guided. I feel like you came to my show for a reason, and I'm here to help you, okay? Yeah, it's fine. I'm glad that I could give her Angie, you're welcome. It's open to you. Come on any any week. You know, let me know if you want to come on and do more readings and help you develop and, and uh, help help our, our grieving parents or our grieving friends. Okay, you have an open invitation, Kevin. You too. Anytime you want to come on, come on on. I want to okay? just say to Angie that I, I really would welcome her friending me on Facebook or joining the group on Facebook. I, I'd love to get to know her and encourage her more. Yeah, okay. I will, I'll find you and add you when I get online. Right now I'm just laying in my bed relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> Understood, and that's perfectly fine. I'm I'm not online at the moment. I'm just on the phone. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. We're going to uh, sign off, and like I said, I want to thank Kevin, Melissa, Angie, Trish, and everyone else who's come on the show. And um, again, I want to push for funding to help Brent get his liver. Uh, he's on the list now, and that's GoFundMe. Brent needs a liver. I want prayers yep. to be said for this little girl that was just sent home. Uh, it's a 17-year-old that was just sent home, Kenna Taylor. Um, I'm praying for a miracle because miracles happen every day. And I'm praying for her family. Yes. And uh, pray for all our loved ones that are lost and pray to our Lord, to our Lord Jesus Christ, for everyone, for healing, for love, for support and understanding. Okay? So signing off from signs our loved ones send us. This is Peggy and Manisi. Have a great night, guys. Thank you. Good night. Good night, Good night. all. Good night.